I suppose that's one way to let everyone know that we're live. You hear the rustle, the microphones, and uh, that's that's the sign. <laughs> that's not encouragement, guys. That is not. Oh, sorry. Oh Wait, my, sorry. what are we doing? Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not how that's supposed to work. Oh, my, goodness. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> well, that was a good show. Uh, everyone, welcome. Bye, to everyone. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> get to the welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Noobcast podcast for the 10th of September. My name is Miss Michelle Jean, and we are hosting the gaming news and uh, talk podcast uh, that we occasionally have, I guess. How is it September already? I no idea. Yeah. This is that period of time where, like, there's a song for every month, and then it's all of a sudden Christmas, and I'm not ready for it. Like, this is gonna start roller coastering real quick, and no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, don't even say that because you know, all of a sudden there's gonna be snow on the ground. Everyone's gonna be singing carols. And Whoa, just like, snow? <laughs> no, Whoa. I don't want that. No, well, we. I live in. I live in California. There's no such thing as snow here. Yeah, there's no such thing as rain. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though. Uh, during our heat snap up here in in the Twin Cities, there was a lot of days where we were a lot warmer than SoCal, and we were trying to figure out well, how the hell that happened. It's currently eighty seven degrees. <laughs> okay, so it's warm there. Yeah. Fair enough. It's like stupidly humid. We had lightning last night, which was weird. I saw, you know, it's funny. Uh, I saw some videos out of uh, Sacramento that had some pretty intense lightning to it too. Like it, it was, it was insane. It was fun. Oh, some crazy mon monsoon weather. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you guys. You need it. Anyways, uh, yeah. welcome to the Newcast Podcast, where we talk about gaming headlines and have other discussion. Uh, the way the podcast works is we go around, we talk, uh, introduce ourselves, we talk about the games we've been playing, we move on to gaming news, and then we uh, sell ourselves out at the end of the show. That's how this works. Um, with that, that you had a thought. Go ahead. I don't know. No, I, I that no I know thoughts. that looks. Uh -huh. There are no thoughts behind these. <laughs> <laughs> that is completely and patently untrue. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, well, you know what? Because... I'm not, look, I'm not going to loot up your channel. Okay, that's that's for, that's for me. I save that for my community, my wholesome degens. You I keep them, hold on. I keep them over there. Hold on. <laughs> really? Loot up my ch Hold on. See, this thing's popping up on my screen and everything because you know what I'm going to do. You know what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Uh, well, see, I got to find it while I'm distracting. Uh, the, I, I think what I need to do is I, because you had that look on your face and you're like, no, I have nothing to say at all that I should introduce you first. Oh, oh yes, hi. It's what I should do. It's what I should do. But, you know, I do just just to clarify oh. is the thing I have. So, especially with all the, uh, you know, what, I'll get, I'll talk about it when it gets to my, 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 sh but I am very <laughs> good at playing. I'm the host. I'm, I always go last. That's how this works. Oh, leaving because, because the then I, you guys might forget for a little bit. Oh, okay. Let me just write down. Do not forget. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, anyway. Hippo, welcome to the show. Um, good Hello. to see you. What it's have, good to be here. Yeah, what have you been up to? So much. <laughs> <laughs> um, that looks at it all. 
Yeah, I habitually play games. You guys, if you don't know, I pretty much I play simulation and indie games, and primarily I've been playing. I played a couple hundred hours of flight sim on stream um, since the last <laughs> the last podcast. Um, I I may or may not go really hardcore on the simulation games, especially if they're very in depth and they have planes. Apparently, I like planes. I didn't know. Uh, really, I I played. I, I I since have um since the last time that we had a, a podcast I became a Dovetail Games ambassador. Okay. And I <laughs> I played um Train Sim and I I'm not a train person. Uh, but I played it. You know, there <sighs> I've had that in my library for a very long time, but I have had such a struggle with it. Uh what's it? I, I feel like all I do is I try to get the thing started. I finally get it started, and then I manage to get the thing to fall off the rails. Like, th that, mm. that simulation is exactly where I learned to take things off the rails because that's all that happens whenever <laughs> I play it. Uh, so so I, I was specifically playing Train Sim World 2, uh -huh. which is Dovetail Games' uh, version of a, a train simulator. Uh -huh. And I, like I said, I don't really know trains very well. so. There was, I was having like kind of an off day. I was just feeling like bleh. And so I was like, let's, uh -huh. just, let's just play some train sim and hang out and talk. And it turned into me realizing at like not full speed, but like I would say 40, 45 miles an hour that one of the doors was open. And of course, I'm the driver. So I'm, import I'm important. Yes, I'm important for the train. But also <laughs> yes. it's important for me to make sure that everything is secure. Not that any of the simulation people are going to jump out of the train. But I did slightly on accident, but also I want I was testing if I could do it. You can uh, spoiler. You can jump out of a moving train as a conductor. I think I was actually lurking in your channel at that point because I saw that happen. I'm like, what the hell is? No, you can't do that. You didn't like Christ. Are you kidding me? They OK. okay. So, OK, yeah, I, I, I walked out. I was like, why is this door even open? That's that's very strange. And then I looked down. And I was I saw the the rushing ground going past, and yep. I was like, "Can I, can I just jump out? Is that like a thing I can do?" Look, I have to test video games, especially simulation games, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I jump out, and of course, you're allowed to jump out of the moving train as the conductor. <laughs> so now I'm standing. I don't tumble. There's no physics. I just stop, and I look up, and I see the train just continue without me. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, what do I do? So I start panicking uh -huh. and I'm like trying to grab onto the train, but you know, it's not meant for me to grab onto a moving train. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to stop it. And somehow I managed to get the, the, the locomotive at the very back to like disconnect mm -hmm. from the main train. And I was like, okay, I'll just get in this and I'll go chase it down. <laughs> So, but at the time, at the time, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I don't remember how to do this stuff. I am not a train person. I I have maybe a couple of hours in this game. Mm -hmm. I okay. What do I gotta do to start the engine and go? Mm -hmm. And as I'm going and I get the engine up and running and we're 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 chasing down the other train, the game's like, you didn't stop at a red light. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. I, I posted that clip to TikTok, and it went viral. Apparently, I now have like over a, oh, oh, like close to a thousand followers because of it. It has like 
300,000 views and like 33,000 likes on it. <laughs> like yeah. crazy, like crazy amount of people seen this thing. And I'm like, I don't, I can't even comprehend that amount of people looking at something that I've created all at once, you know? Yeah, the, um. the viability of, of anything on TikTok is is pretty incredible. And yeah, having watched that while it happened, <laughs> like knowing that you did Ugh. that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I I gotta say, you know, people people say train sim is boring, but I think that they're they're just not playing it right. I right. got a lot of people in the comments saying, Oh, well, if you just hit control zero, you would just go back into the cab. And I'm like but that wouldn't have been fun. That wouldn't have been silly. That wouldn't, that whole, like, the whole thing would have just been like, okay, here's a dude playing a game boring, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I play simulation games wrong, but right. <laughs> uh huh. Um, wouldn't know what that's so, yeah, like that at was, all. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> it was very fun. It was very fun. Um, we 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 chilled out um some fishing sim world as well which is a dovetail game which is actually pretty cool we're catching carp um and apparently there's things called uh p- pegging stations cue the oh thank you thank you yeah so apparently there's pegging stations i had no idea um but <clears throat> that's a thing <laughs> um didn't realize that was a thing I, okay first off, so well, in fishing I, I, <laughs> yes go ahead i was gonna say first off why are you fishing for carp because they're big fat dinosaur fish <laughs> see i guess the reason i asked at least here like if you catch a carp you can't throw it back they're not a game fish. Oh, you yeah. have to keep them. Well, I'm just trying to make. I was just trying to oh. make money. I was gonna. I, I mean, guess they're, they're giant. They're like yeah. giant sunfish. So yeah, I caught. I caught them. <laughs> not like giant sunfish. So- <laughs> they were like they were like at least like oh god ninety pounds or something like that. Ninety. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. They're huge. Hold on. You can, you can get them Are- really big old. Like I tweeted it. Are you sure like, you I didn't just? Fish. I got a fish this big. <laughs> you might have caught a Gyarados. That's not a. That's not. A yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> okay, they they can get that big. Okay. I, I I was I look what I was doing was I was I was I was double dipping. Okay, I my myself I was streaming to make money and hang out with a community, uh-huh. and then on the other hand, you know, in case you know Pims and I ever break up, I have a I have one of those trout pictures where you're like holding a fish, only it's a giant fish, and I caught a fish this big, ladies. Ladies, <laughs> no. Uh, almost, I, almost the third time. Almost the third time. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of that. I've been. I jumped back into Project Zomboid. Oh my god! I saw what a that. great game. I saw that. Oh man. Uh, Project Zomboid beta patch number forty-one which is unfortunately not multiplayer at the moment. Uh, I <laughs> We decided to start playing different characters. Like, um, we played Bob the Builder. Can he fix it? No, he cannot. He died. <laughs> so you're role-playing. Um, yes, Bob Ross died in his sleep to a zombie <laughs> horde. Um, where is Waldo? You guys, we found out last night. 
we found out some crazy stuff okay where is waldo you know waldo his name is wally waldo <laughs> that's what we called him he's a he's a magician wizard he has he he's like a time traveler there's actual lore behind him okay he's a time traveling wizard who i don't i guess he has like a staff and like another character i i don't i don't know like the whole lore but he's a wizard a time traveling wizard and we're like oh my god and we also found out that him and carmen san diego are actually serial murderers and that's why uh everyone's trying to find them all the time like specifically carmen san diego uh she started out as petty thief like art thieving and stuff and eventually yeah. she started kidnapping people from the past she went back in time so we think there's no there's no evidence here but we think that where's waldo and carmen san diego are teamed up together in a villain duo which the likes of which no one has ever seen mm -hmm. and so that's why there are books for trying to find where is Waldo and Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Because we don't know where they are. So what we decided to do, or we as in like the police, the authorities, Interpol as well, um, they made books. <laughs> they made books for the children, for the next generation, so that they know exactly when they see Waldo and when they see Carmen Sandiego. They know exactly who they are. And so they can call Interpol or the authorities and get them arrested. At the very least, everyone's going to have to say, there's Waldo. And then in a crowd, everyone starts staring down and trying to find Waldo. And that makes it a lot easier. I don't know if I'd support the cops, but I, I would immediately say, that's Waldo. So well, they're, they're, they're serial murderers. That's why they're so good at the, what they do. Not huh? only are they wizards, but they also... The, the the reason why people are trying to catch them is because they kill people and they get away with it because they're wizards or time traveling spy people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Carmen does have that red cap. She could be a red mage. I could see so, that. Yes. Carmen Carmen has a <laughs> yeah. red fedora and a red duster, and Waldo has a red toque or beanie or whatever you want to call it. And also a red and white. They're both red and white stripes. So we're thinking that like they're somehow the red and their ability to time travel and their murderings um, are somehow connected. <laughs> anyway, Dizzy, how are you? What are you up to? Dizzy, <laughs> um, welcome well, to the show. Yeah. Um, hi. That's that's quite a that's quite a thing to follow up on. That's <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Uh, let me just say we had a lot of fun. It sounds creative. It sounds creative. Yeah, that's that's and we can describe it that way, right? It was it was <clears throat> mm -hmm. that's what we're doing. Well, uh, I did definitely want to say, as a complete non sequitur, I absolutely love our background today, and I am so psyched that there is another Matrix movie coming out. Yes. Ah. So I didn't actually get to see very much of it. I saw like pictures and like people talking about it, but then I had to stream and then I completely forgot because I streamed <laughs> for 10 hours and then I just was like, I want to go eat food and go to sleep. I'll, uh, after the show, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just go get it on YouTube and I'll stream it uh, in the call here so you can see it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's, ooh, 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 ooh. 
I saw a picture of, of Neo, uh -huh. and I'm pretty sure that Neo turns into John Wick, and yes. I'm pretty sure John Wick is Neo. So there might be a I parallel. Think John Wick, yeah, no, I think John Wick is actually in the Matrix. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a solid hypothesis. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm super excited for it. And of course, it immediately made me think of all of the different Matrix games that have been out and released. I miss, uh, I never got the chance to play Matrix Online. And I wonder if there will ever be some sort of resurrection of that uh, bad pun. Um, as a result of this new generation of people coming in. And you know there are going to be people who have never watched a Matrix movie um, who are going to check out the original trilogy because this happened. Is this the next Star Wars? I don't know. Hopefully not, because those prequels were absolutely awful. Uh, the first three sets were... The first three movies were fantastic. So Okay, number four was bad. What helps is the fact that it's still uh, Lena, Lena Wachowski that, that directed this, right? So... Um, the thing that people forget is even though George Lucas created the original Star Wars, he only directed the first one. He didn't direct Empire or Jedi, which are considered the best. I did not know that. Yeah, he didn't direct them. Hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, the solid concepts. Apparently, Lawrence Fishburne will not be reprising the role of Morpheus. Minor he... spoilers. Yeah. So it's... It's funny that you mentioned that. <clears throat> it's funny you should mention that. Uh, and especially since he brought up Matrix Online. Mm -hmm. uh, because in interviews, Lawrence Fishburne uh, talked about why, and he just flat out said, I wasn't invited back. Well, in the Matrix Online, uh, there was the treaty between the machines and the humans, right? The humans okay. were trying to get the remains of Neo returned to them, and they wouldn't return the body. And Morpheus started setting off data bombs inside the Matrix because the machines wouldn't comply. And at one point, he's killed. They killed him in the Matrix, uh, in, in the Matrix Online. So oh. there is a hypothesis that the Matrix Online is canon. And the reason that Lawrence Fishburne isn't there is because... Morpheus is dead. That that's just a hypothesis, but that is currently the running theory. I love this concept, and it would be so cool to have an online game be canon in something that wasn't originally from that game. Like the World of Warcraft movie, sure, whatever. Everything that's in there, fine. But don't get me started on that. Oh, don't not... <laughs> I have opinions. But Didn't go ahead. They do that with Defiance. Yes, they did. Yep. Oh, that's true. Yep. And it failed absolutely miserably. I was a. Uh, I mean, the game wasn't horrible, but the show was. The show went somewhere, and the, the <laughs> game was. A, that's a way to put the it. The game was in a different place. Mm -hmm. I actually really enjoyed the game. I liked the show. I liked the show at the beginning. I don't know what happened later, though. I couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, you know, like I enjoyed the game too. I thought the. I thought the game was pretty good. I remember testing it in beta, and then when it came out, like, you know, Crafty and I both played a fair amount of it, but... Mm -hmm. No, it didn't Once go Once you get a car? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I think there's something very different in like a game like there. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually played alongside the story that was being developed in the show. Yeah. Yes. And I feel that's such a difficult, complex narrative to weave around that yeah. it just doesn't connect well. I, I think that this can make more sense, especially because the Matrix Online clearly isn't going to be, you know, associated with any movie or anything past this movie. Yeah, and I, it's hard to say. I, it might have something to do with how well uh, this one performs. I, as long as it doesn't go down the same rabbit hole that... <laughs> you caught that. Good. As long as it doesn't go down that rabbit hole that, that Reloaded and Revelations had, then there's potential. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, anytime I've seen a Wachowski development in a movie plot has been convoluted the further along it goes oh have you have you ever played a kojima game touche (laughs) very true yeah just saying but at least it can make sense after like the second or third time versus does does it does it cloud atlas made sense i i Okay, this is such a, a weird like non-video game rabbit hole. Just but... saying, have you have you played have you played Death Stranding? Yeah, I could not play that four or five times through and quite make sense of what's going on. I'm just saying, just saying. I would trust the the Wachowskis to put together um, a, a story that works well. So it's just Lena this time. Um, based on just... the, yeah, based on what I saw in the trailer, they said it was directed by Lena Wachowski. It didn't. It didn't say the Wachowski sisters. Really? Uh-huh. Well, now that's curious too. But we'll have well, to see, isn't it? All I want is a game. Just give me a game after. As long as it's, as long as it's not like the game that was on PS2 or online, and like there's some solid um, gameplay mechanics behind it. Yeah, I'm down. Like, could you could you be in a ship? Uh, like the Nebuchadnezzar and plug into the Matrix. It doesn't have to be the Nebuchadnezzar, right? It could be any uh, any of the hovercrafts that they have, but be able to uh, to send a pirate signal into the Matrix and be able to... Oh, God, that would be cool. I, I think that's part of what it is, though, right? It's that ability that even though you see some stuff that's going on in the real world, being able to go into the Matrix, because that's what really draws people to the whole thing is the 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 superhuman aspect of what you can do in the matrix with neo and even what trinity and morpheus could do you know mm-hmm. i feel like this is like outside of the matrix would be like death stranding and then inside the matrix would be like saints row the third <laughs> is it is it saints row the third or saints row the fourth, fourth? the one that they the- have like all the the superpowers and stuff yep, that's the fourth <laughs> yeah 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 that i mean you're, you're on to something though <laughs> I would definitely go with that. But it's so far in the future. Um, As of late, I have actually been able to go to a convention. It's weird that conventions are a thing that can happen. Nice. Which one did you go to? Um, I went out to uh, Fan Expo out in Boston. Mm. And um, it's kind of surreal being in that environment again. Like, we're, we're not quite post-pandemic and you can very clearly see that like there's some discomfort with it but at the same time if you're going to have a convention like new england in general is doing pretty okay like i'm okay with this concept and i think people were all in all fairly respectful 
Which, I mean, con-goers in general tend to be pretty good in my experience. Yeah, I hear that. And 2D Con, I think, did pretty well this, like, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I think, is when 2D Con was here in Minneapolis. So, yeah, there's a few places where those conventions are. There's, there's one convention that I'm, like, I'm still kind of debating on whether I should just do the online experience or go. It's in San Diego. It's called Flight Sim Expo. And it's all of about flight it is. sim. Of course it and, is. But it's, <laughs> the thing is, like, it's it's like they're doing very, you know, they're, they're like, okay, so we still have a pandemic happening, so let's do it really smart. And I'm like, should I just? It's like seventy bucks for like two days. So just should I just go there? I mean, I'm in Irvine, and it's in San Diego. It's not that far. Like, I, uh, that's like a day trip, you know. What's uh? I don't even know what the numbers look like down in your area, though. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, like, we, I don't know, Crafty and I opted to not attend the one that we was up here, so, I mean, the fact that you went to Fan Expo and you seemed to be fine two weeks afterwards is a good sign, Dizza, so. Mm-hmm. As long as people do it smart, I mean, you can still do it, you know? You can still have conventions. Yeah, and goodness knows, like, my, my nature is to be paranoid about that sort of stuff, so, like, the moment that there's, like, a, a sneeze, like an allergy sneeze, and I'm like, was that a sneeze or a cough? I don't know. I have to double check. Where's when my you're like when you're in public and you have to sneeze and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, it's the absolute worst. And then if you do, you siphon the sneeze and then you sneeze all over and it's inside your mask <laughs> and you don't have another mask. Yep. Well, I mean that's what the the mask is for, but still, you know, you're like. Oh god, a chew like oh now it's just in, on my face. Oh god, oh I'd rather have sneezed in my sock or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so always bring a second mask is the rule. Unless you really like having slime all over your face, in which case oh. go for it. Okay, I'm, not, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like like uh the ones that we got from St. Jude, right? Like these fit well mm-hmm. so well uh I don't know if Pippo seen it, but Dizza, you know the the big pocket that I usually have on my side, right? Yeah, they fit so well in the 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 big pocket that I usually have. Whoa, do you have a fanny pack? Is that what you're no, no, about? no, no, no. Here, oh, okay, hold on. I was gonna say, like, how old are you? <laughs> these these are they're um it's made by a, a a seamstress here, but it's basically a big pocket, right? Okay, okay. And then there's different designs, so like. My friend that uh, Yanir Dice made this design for D and D, and we've got it put on my pouch, and then it just clips on the bell clips. Okay, all right. Well, okay. It's it's more like a clip on purse than it is kind like of. A, a fanny pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that's exactly what it is, right? And like you can put a, a purse strap on it if that's how you want to carry it. But mm-hmm. y- you know, sometimes because especially with my shoulder, my shoulder's been so fucked up the last few months, where it's just like you know what, I'll just keep on my belt clips or my belt loops and. It's right there all the time. And it's a real pocket. I can actually put stuff in it. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, I guess that's my, my plug for Yanir, I guess, and, and her work. I don't know. It seems especially convenient, especially if you are playing D&D and you need to have all of those dice next to you, which, I mean, like, if you don't have 40 dice ready to go at a moment to roll, I mean, what are you doing, well, really? Uh- well, so the pockets uh, really came from being convention staff, because remember, I've, I've been staff for conventions for seven years, so having to carry all the extra stuff around that we had to, we just buy the pouches for that. Yeah. Um, 
I'm feeling very called out right now. <laughs> well, I so, feel like look, I'm the only one that has that I don't have D and D dice. I don't really play D and D. You're like, where's your? If, what are you doing? Well, if you so don't have dice, and I'm like, um, the the designs are usually uh, done by the the designs are usually done by the the seamstress I was talking about. It's just this particular design. We had a friend that is a dice maker ma that made this design and put it on the on my pouch. It's a it's a custom uh, commission. So it's not like I have. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dizzo is calling me out because I don't have dice ready. I don't, oh, like you still have them right there. Hands reach. Yeah. You got to get weird shaped dice. You have to get them out of different materials. If you don't have at least one set made out of wood, one made out of metal, and yeah, others that are just oddly shaped. Dice, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You have blood diamond dice. What are you even doing with your life? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's accurate. That's fair. <laughs> you, you have to make dice. Uh, well, and you have to have the set that's been made out of your enemies. Mm, yes. The, the, the skull. The skull dice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, right. everybody has those, I would assume. <laughs> of course. I just have a skull throne. I didn't need to, I didn't realize I needed to be so damn fancy. Uh, well, now you know. Yeah, that, that throne's just not enough. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> um, mm. So, speaking of skulls and very doomy things, um, <laughs> cool. Storybook Brawl has been one of the games that I've been playing a lot lately. Storybook go on. Um, and for a game that is very much based out of the um, fantasy realm of, you know, standard fairy tales, it's interesting how incredibly competitive it's been. It is a... What's the best way to describe it? If Hearthstone and um, TFT from League of Legends had a baby, it'd be Storybook Brawl. You get to play um, certain unique characters who have bonuses, and you play a turn-based um, auto chess sort of game, where you get to I've pick different characters every round. So you would have an incredibly I, I toxic game. You would have an incredibly toxic game where everyone tries to tell you how to play your hand. That's only if you stream. Oh, that okay. assumes that you're streaming it. <laughs> okay. In which yeah, case, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, everybody's going to do that. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of streamers that typically play um, card games like Slay the Spire or Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering have all kind of jumped in on this all at once. So um, it's, I don't know how much of that is being sponsored versus not, but um, it's definitely inspired me to take a look at it. It's free to play, which certainly doesn't hurt. Oh, there you go. Okay. And um, it's very free-to-play friendly because in the game, basically, um, you get to choose your hero at the beginning of the game. And the first two heroes that come up are always accessible to you. And then mm -hmm. they have two other ones that, if you have them unlocked, you can choose one of those. Okay. So you can actually randomly select from all of the, like, 28-plus heroes that they've got. Uh, okay, and what did you say this was called again? Uh, storybook Brawl. Hey, I, I'll I'll link it in in the chat. You got it. Okay. Cool. There you go. It it surprisingly looks a lot like uh, Hearthstone. Like the 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 whole situation, like on the the game board itself. I think oh, I yeah. I think I remember seeing a thumbnail for for because you streamed it one time, didn't you? Sure did. Yeah. Wow, I, even I saw... even the animation. <laughs> 
Right, because I saw the thumbnail. I was like, that that's Hearthstone. And I saw something else, and it, it was just something I was doing brief. I was just looking quick, and I saw your thumbnail, and it, uh, there was something that caught my attention where I'm like, that isn't Hearthstone. What the hell is he playing? And I'll get back <laughs> to it and get caught up in everything else I was doing because the craziness that was last week. Yeah. Uh, one of the lead developers is from Hearthstone specifically, so that oh, shouldn't that be too surprising. Uh -huh. That makes a lot of sense. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and I don't know if they took some of the art development as well, but that art style definitely matches up with it. Yeah. Um, and I will say not playing Hearthstone right now sounds really fantastic, so it's good to have an alternative. It is a convenient time frame for this to get really popular and... Um, and I think it's it's worth playing around with at the very least um, to see if you like an auto battler. I'm literally because, downloading it right now. <laughs> yeah, there there's no like steep learning curve to it. You know, like you you already know like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves like they're gonna have their own synergies and things together. So like the character design and how they choose to connect things around already gives you a sense of like what strategies you can perform in the game um very naturally and i love that mm -hmm. um i think just overall it's a really fun game to get into and um without having that giant learning curve of like oh here are the forty-seven thousand champions that are in league of legends that this um person is going to be based off of what are they going to play today what abilities are they going to have oh my god can i just say so this is com somewhat on topic of what you just said but so I've been I've been looking for like interesting backgrounds on um, Wallpaper Engine, and I found this like really cool like spray painty lady. <laughs> She's like, it's exactly like my my aesthetic of like dark backgrounds, and then like she's wearing like dark jack like leather jackets and stuff, but like all covered in neon lighting and accents, and then like the the spray paint is also like very vibrant and stuff, and. It's actually a League of Legends character, and I was like, oh, well, I don't want to have this as my background because I absolutely hate League of Legends, <laughs> but this art style is freaking fantastic. I love it so much. And oh. so I'm just like, mm. was it? I didn't even know. I had no idea where it was from. Was it one of the KDA uh, characters? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that uh, makes sense. What's her name? Akali? Akali, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so it's like the art style is just if you if you have wallpaper engine, just search Akali or KDA and you'll find like a billion of them. And they're so cool looking, but I hate I, that kind of game. I, I, I would, <laughs> except it would ruin our background right now because that's totally what we use for our background. So, um, OK, everyone who's in chat and listening and, and, and Dizzy, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone but Miss Michelle Jean is what I'm saying. I can't do it, that's... guys. That's entirely fair. Mm. <laughs> so uh, otherwise, sorry, I didn't need to derail. My bad. <laughs> um, other than Storybook Brawl, what else have I been playing? Um, you know, I have finally given in a little bit to Epic Games and started downloading stuff on their launcher and not necessarily using it on Steam or defaulting to Steam. It also helps that if somebody's borrowing my Steam library, I can't like get access to my games. So I am now purposely buying games that I know um, would be good games to play when my library is being borrowed. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, the free games, the free games. 
Yeah, Epic has been doing like a bunch of free games. Yeah, I've paid no attention to that. That's fair. I don't know. <laughs> ne it, it, Neo, like Salty said in chat, Neo is free on Epic right now. Yeah, there's, there's a few not, places not doing that free like, games. Yeah, not that Neo is like your style of game, but it's free. Yeah, if if anything, added to your library. Which, uh, if you're listening to this right now, I think uh, Far Cry Three is free on the Ubisoft Store right now too. Ooh. So. And you know what they say, if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> free is the best price. See, what you don't hear is, on my end, you're getting these rim shots. Like, you'll hear it in the recording later, but they are there. Oh, fantastic. So, I found this game called Atomic Crops. Atomic Crops. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. It is a cute little roguelike. Okay. Mm -hmm where you simultaneously are growing your farm. Um, and I totally thought this was Stardew Valley until then. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, until the point where uh, alien creatures would come in and swarm over your crops and try to destroy everything. Yay. <laughs> Not only do you have this uh, fighting content available, even while you are trying to farm, which is difficult but enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But you get to explore the nuclear wasteland around you and find different things that um, help you in different roguelike ways. Okay. Hmm. Definitely a good time. Um, it's all um, time-based, so there are a lot of really interesting like moment-by-moment -moment decisions that you make. And I'm usually pretty bad at those, so it's been fun getting a little bit of practice as you increase the difficulty over the game. Sure. Makes sense. Hmm. I'm on Epic right now, and it says that uh, Neo is unavailable. They ran out of copies, clearly. <laughs> I mean, maybe. It says uh, it's running. It's free now until September 16th, and it's the 10th. So <laughs> that's a problem. I'm, I'm a little confused, <laughs> uh, but okay. Oh dear. Okay, so that means the recorded version of this podcast will still have the accurate free game by the time it goes up. That's good. Uh, good to For at least too. a moment. Yeah, at least till, uh, this coming Friday. Sheltered, <laughs> which I thought was a different uh, different game completely, is also free, which you can get. Uh, it's a deep and emotional survival management game. So I thought that this game was sheltered. Miss Michelle Jean, you probably know what I'm talking about. Sheltered was the game that was like uh, you play as a fox or something like that, or like yes, okay, yup, <laughs> I do know which one you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So somebody in my chat yesterday was like, "Yeah, Shelter's free." And I'm like, "Why would I want to play that game that came out from like it was like 2015 when it came out? Like, it, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's really a game for me." And now I just go to Epic and it's not that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I do remember that. The, it, I think in particular because it had a, a fox in it and um, certain other content mm. creators definitely had a, oh, there's a fox I must play. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there's a, there's Sheltered, which is like a, it almost looks sort of like um, Fallout Shelter. It's a, It looks a little bit like Fallout Shelter, but okay. you can get that on, it's for free on Epic. Nice. I, I've never heard of it to be honest, mm -hmm. but hey, it's free. Hey, why not? You know, like I like I said before, right? If it's free, you can just set it to your library, right? 
Why not? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, Miss Michelle, what have you been playing? Oh, goodness. All right. So, what have I been It's been a month since we had the last episode, right? So, there's been a, there's a few things I've been... Power Wash Simulator, in particular, has been... <laughs> yep. Yeah, there has been a lot of power wash simulator. Um, it's fascinating in my chat how many people like the idea of getting hosed down. <laughs> oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah mm. that that mm -hmm. that has been used a lot. Um, of course, when I find this out, of course, there's been a lot of getting up on the microphone and having this really warm voice on the microphone too. That's been a thing. Wow. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? It, it, people, they're like, that, that was the thing that they went with. You know, I, I want to I wanna turn this into a, a good positive thing and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like power washing is it's a very soothing experience. It's very therapeutic when you're playing almost just like calming <laughs> to go up and down and relax and just see all of the work that you do. And I didn't make that any better. Um, but the fact is, um, Crazy. it's it's definitely it's definitely very chill, and I could see some ASMR being uh, a nice uh -huh. addition to that. Uh huh. Definitely well, th ASMR. <laughs> I totally didn't do the helicopter. I had a moment where I'm I'm cleaning the 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 wheel storage and just had that moment like I'm walking away from this right now because that's where my mind went. Yep. <laughs> There's a clip of it. It's in my Discord. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but but that said, you're right. There, It, it is an incredibly soothing game that is very relaxing. And if you do th have that moment where uh, <clears throat> if you're not taking it the the lewd way, it, 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 yeah, that, it, everything you said checks out. Look, I'm not saying anything. You all, you all know how I feel. <laughs> uh, you know what I would be saying. I'm just, uh huh. I'm just keeping it to myself. Look, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at chat. I'm just waiting for the the per like they know who they are. You know who mm -hmm. you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a safe space, hippo. If if you need to say something, it's fine. Nobody would ever take anything that you say and hold it against you in a clip or something like that. Or yeah, they would never take anything that I say out of context ever not a no. single time <laughs> you out of context you out of kind of mm. no lick it chat lick it <laughs> yep never take hippo out of context no <laughs> no <laughs> mm -hmm. no one would ever do that I don't think I simultaneously broke all three of us at the same time. That's a that's a new mm. record. Okay, I'm I'm pretty thrilled with I, I myself. Have, I do have a question for you guys. Uh huh. It's slightly derailing, but have you guys ever played? Hold on, let me let me. It's called um. <clears throat> I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger licking good dating simulator. I have not played it, but I am very familiar with the game. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely heard about this and will not admit to playing any. <laughs> well, I will because I did. <laughs> I streamed it and I I okay. 
So it's like a two and a half hour game, yep. right? Yep. Maybe even three, depending on how quick you go through it. It should have been an hour, maybe twenty minutes, an hour and twenty minutes. It was super good until it like really just it it should have only been an hour and a half at max, not two and a half, three hours. I'm like, I'm actually surprised at how good it was. Like, it was actually really good. And then it was just like, okay, this this should have ended a while ago, mm-hmm. but we're still going because promotion, right? Mm-hmm. You know which one? Which there's actually a dating sim that that kind of got my attention because I've been curious about it. Uh, is, is Boyfriend Dungeon? I have to play that because we hit a sub goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, because. I... Look, it's 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 an, what it's it's an it's an inclusive game too. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a dungeon crawling aspect of it, so it's a it's a multi genre game, and overall pretty well done from what I've watched of it. So, yeah, uh, Pims, she's played quite a bit of it. Well, not quite a bit, but she's played a couple of hours of it. She said it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it looks really good. The story looks interesting and. Um, I told Chad I promised them one hour. <laughs> Until you, you're like, I, I'm actually enjoying this. You know what? I want to go ahead and just keep playing for a while. <laughs> Suddenly, 12-hour stream. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, your, there's your next sim. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that would, that's really con- considered a simulation game, but... I've heard I've heard it's good for a romp, but I wouldn't do it for an extended time. Yeah, yeah, couple, like couple, three couple hours sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, power wash simulator. That's been a lot of what um, some of my streams are uh, have been. Um, also, got a chance to uh, hop on a lawnmower and do some lawn mowing simulator. I loved lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> that was uh, of course I do right. The biggest thing that I have to compliment them on is the fact that they included an FOV slider. Thank you for including an FOV yes. slider. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Oh, Powerwatch wow. still doesn't have an FOV slider. Yeah. And it's 2021. It's, yeah, it's 2021. It doesn't have an FOV. Thankfully, it's at, a at I'm guessing, about an 80, 90 FOV. So it's not horrible, but it'd be nice to be able to adjust it nonetheless. Yeah, when you're mm-hmm. when you're wiggling the camera back and forth because you're trying to to spray spray stuff down, it, it even for me, I'm the one making the movements, and it still makes me a little dizzy. So yep. I can only imagine how it feels for chat, who are not the ones in control of how how quickly um, I move the camera. Mm-hmm. I can see that. <clears throat> um, so there was that. Uh, I did very bad farming simulator. 2019 this past week what makes it very bad uh well i did the tutorials just so i can learn how to how to do stuff and um what's a straight line not fun not what i was doing (laughs) and trying to figure out how to make a freaking hay bale was uh was an experience too let me let me just say that you know um, I have to say there there's a mod for farm uh, for farm sim where it allows you to use GPS movements. Mm-hmm. So you just set it up and you go through you like kind of move forward one time by ha- it's like tracking your movement 
and then after like i would say a couple of meters you just it's set in and you just say go and then it'll and you say the spacing of how far you want it between and so it'll go down one column and then it'll automatically turn the tractor around and line up with the next column and you don't have to do that so if you're on pc I forget what it's called, but it's a it's an amazing mod. It's super helpful. As somebody who has played over a hundred hours of uh, farm sim, it's essentially it should be base game, and at, at this point, in my opinion, maybe it'll be in twenty twenty one, right? <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So I I had a chance to play that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything on my off time I've been playing besides Magic the Gathering and um. RP. I'm trying to. I I think that's a lot of it. It's been a lot of simulation games and just going around to different simulation games. Uh, trying that out. I, I feel like I've just been throwing simulation games at you for like the, over the course of a few years. So now you're like, huh? Maybe I, I should up. play some simulation games. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, so you mentioned Train Sim. Like that's been in my library since hell 2014. Like I've had it for a long time. So. You can always go back to that one, but some of the other ones, yeah. Um, I think I think power washing like did that one almost on a meme, but it was entertaining enough where uh, I was like, yeah, we can keep going back and doing this. And people found it entertaining and just the way that we could, let's, I mean, the way we spun it here. Uh, how could you not? And it's enjoyable. Like I, I genuinely enjoy doing the maps. So. I mean, there's a reason why there are YouTube videos of people just power washing stuff in real life and why thousands and thousands and thousands of people watch that stuff, right? It's incredibly like, satisfying. Hell it's, yeah. It's extremely satisfying to watch. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Power Wash just doesn't have enough content, which it has a lot of content, but it doesn't have enough. Yeah. We need more. I want more levels. <laughs> I I mean... That's one where if they did a, a whole pack that was just DLC for a couple bucks, it would be fully justified, you know? Well, it's it's still an early access. Let's not let's not suggest they do Whoa. DLC just yet. <laughs> After full release, but yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's a solid business model for them and mm -hmm. <clears throat> um yeah, I think those are kind of been the big things. I know on my own I've uh, went back into Mass Effect Legendary Edition and started a new campaign in in one and I'm starting that playthrough again on my own. So Ooh. Um, it's it's nice. Oh. It's nice to play one in legendary. Uh, let me just confirm now because we talked about playing like two and three <laughs> in legendary. I can mm -hmm. fully confirm playing one in legendary edition is much better, so much better than the original client. That's I was trying to tell you. You like you gotta wait. You gotta wait, and you were like, "No, hippo, I'm gonna do both." And I was like, "Okay, that's a lot." Okay. But I'm doing it. I am doing it. I'm doing both, and I'm 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 going back. Like I um, I've got to go. Got to go uh, save Bay. That's where I'm at right now. I got to go go save save my Bay and get going. Have okay. So I don't think we've touched on this topic for a little while. But has either of you? Has either? Have either of you? English is dumb. Have <laughs> either of you? <laughs> have either of you actually played um Cyberpunk or gone back to it since the release? Not recently, although there was an interesting discussion on it the other day that makes me want to go back a little bit. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, I was talking with a friend who does some game development, and um, he's got this theory that Cyberpunk could very well become another No Man's Sky scenario, where after oh, like yeah. five years, they finally get it to where the developers originally said they wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. it's got me thinking about it, but what's got you thinking about Cyberpunk? So for me, um, my my interest in it dwindled because there was a lot of bugs and but mainly the performance on PC on my computer just like it was not optimal and I was enjoying it but I realized that there was a certain character that I really liked but I couldn't do anything with because of the the gender that I was playing and so it kind of took me out of it a little bit and then I also decided Eh, there's other games I should be playing right now anyway. And so I kind of set Cyberpunk on the back burner because, you know, we we all know that CD Projekt Red is going to fix it. Like, the the thing is, it came out poor, right? It, yep. it came out poorly on pretty much every every platform. Yep. But we also know that CD Projekt Red will fix it. Like, we know. we They've done it in the past with The Witcher. We know that they will fix it. Yep. So I was just like, oh, I'll just put it on the back burner for now. That's fine. But a few months later, which here we are, uh, I was like, I, I kind of didn't really like thinking about it. I didn't really like my character's story at all. Like, I didn't, I didn't care for the nomad experience. And mm-hmm. so I decided that I was going to make another character, a different gendered character, and also play the corpo background. And oh my god, it's so different. I like it. It's actually good. Okay. I actually like the Corpo, like the the, the storyline. The Corpo people suck, but <laughs> <laughs> important clarification. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and like the the diff- like the differences between like how Jackie treats you and stuff. Jackie is like your sidekick companion, um, who's pretty. I actually like. I don't even. He's buddy buddy with you even then, but as a Corpo, but it just. It's it's like a completely it's like a different side of the story, and I didn't really actually enjoy the other side, the the rebel side, the the side that I thought I would I would enjoy. And playing as a corpo, I'm like, oh, I actually have like some more understanding of what's going on. I actually like this a little bit more. So I'm like slowly playing through that, but I'm also not trying to like gun my way into it, you know, like I did before where I was playing like eight hours straight sitting or even more you know <clears throat> specifically because two games came out you guys have I, I i know i know i know we're still talking about games that we just started playing but have either of you played new world beta i did i i registered for the beta and i just hadn't gotten into it um but for mmos i mean i've got uh, I've dabbled a little bit with Final Fantasy XIV, and then of course Guild Wars Two. There's a lot of that going on, especially with the some of the season one stuff being brought back that you can go into and be part of, and and especially now with more announcements with regarding Kanta and the End of Dragons uh, expansion coming soon. Oh boy, um, it's it's interesting to me that Guild Wars is still getting content updates because, in my opinion, as somebody who hasn't played it for years, I kind of I felt like it was just kind of a dead game at this point where like it do- it doesn't whatever kept me in the game previously isn't keeping me in the game now. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mm-hmm. like oh man, I really want to play this game now. 
I, I'm pretty sure what was partially keeping you in game was me dragging you along for world loss fight. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, I hadn't played the game since it launched. Uh, mm. I played like for, I don't know, probably six, seven months, and then I quit. And then I, I let it just sit for a couple of years. And then you're like, dude, come stream this game with me. So I did. And that was like me going back to it. We played for a good six months or seven months. And then I put it away and I just haven't touched it since. And that was like years ago, right? It was like a year and a half ago since I touched it last, I think. But so for me, the idea of going back to Guild Wars, I'm like, why? Well, there's so many other games out now that I, I could be playing. It doesn't grasp me the same way. I still like a lot of the mechanics of the way they do stuff, but it, mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't have that like thing that makes me want to go back to it. I think one of the things that it'll be visually appealing for it, and I just had, I had to go vis like verify what I was about to say because I, I heard it and I wanted to make sure, but the fact that there was going to be uh, uh, an update to Direct DirectX 11 in Guild Wars will be nice too, mm -hmm. especially since the original engine didn't, uh, was not compatible i believe um so that update should help a bit with visualizations and, and optimization and such too so i'm kind of hoping that makes things just look a little bit nicer in the game um i think what really makes it easy it just just they've done such a great job with details and that that's just what pulls me back that said i know a lot of people have been excited for new world since you brought it up um i know mm -hmm. that a lot of people in my the various rp community communities i've been part of have been testing it out not only that but expanding out to the the friends of friends doing that and a lot of there's been a lot of exposure and exploration of of new world it just my registration for beta didn't didn't they're like nope not yet uh, okay yeah i got <clears throat> i got into the beta the second time as well um i haven't i haven't yet played it because i just i literally haven't had time but also another game that came out um that is playable at the moment icarus you guys know what icarus is okay so icarus used to be called icarus first cohort which what a terrible name <laughs> man what a terrible name anyway the, the main developer is rocket from daisy or stationeers or i think there's another game that he started but never like really did anything with mm -hmm. so icarus is a crafting survival game where you're like plopped onto a planet and you have to gather resources and do a bunch of stuff and mm -hmm. you have like a certain amount of time and then you have to get back on your cargo pod thingy like your drop pod and then go back to mm -hmm. like um a ship and if you don't get on the cargo pod or if you don't get on the pod you die. I mean, you're not dead. Your character is still there, but you can't do anything. You're you're never going back. Like they're never gonna go. They're never gonna come get you. So I haven't really played too much of it. But what I have played, uh, I played about an hour of it last night because uh, a community member actually gifted it to me. Like huge thank you to them. Uh, they they gifted it to me and I, I played it. I'm supposed to play it with them actually tonight too. Um, okay. But the it has um, DLSS which is pretty nice, and DirectX 12 DLSS, Ooh, which nice. actually runs better, but it still runs like butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least on my computer, it runs like butt. Um, and I don't really have a bad computer. I have, like, 32 gigs of RAM, RTX 2070, and a Coffee Lake 8700 CPU. So it's not, 
it's not a bad computer, but it definitely struggles a bit with it. And yeah, that's about what I'm running. So that's interesting. To yeah, hear that. I I haven't really delved too far into it. I died because I I didn't have oxygen, and then I died. No, I, I only died once. Um, but yeah, it has like storms and interesting stuff. I think they're testing the weather out this beta, which is this weekend. Um, very, very interesting stuff. Um, I'm going to play more of it so, uh, tonight, so I'll have like a, a better understanding of what I'm doing. And you have to basically create different characters to go do different contracts. I, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's a... Uh, yeah. There's a reason why you're going to collect stuff and like build things for a corporation, I think. I'm not, I don't know. Okay. Wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one more, one more thing. How many of you guys have played Star Citizen? Recently, I mean. Oh. Not recently. Uh, I'm waiting for a free flight weekend again because I still am very, very vehemently like against giving them money because of for sure. everything that we've talked about in several episodes of this of course, podcast. Of um, <laughs> Thou shall not pre-order. Right. I, I totally understand. <laughs> I totally, so, so I have a friend who this, this, this is the only reason why I even played Star Citizen over the weekend. Tracy. Uh, <clears throat> No, no, no. I have, a, I have a, a friend in real life who who came to visit, ah. and he may or may not have given them thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Huh? I'm not even kidding you. Like, this dude owns, like, every ship in the game. So he's like, just just, just download it. Just download it. Like, let's, let's check it out. Because he hasn't played in a while. So I hop into it, and I realize that Star Citizen has this functionality, which it connects your camera to and like tracks your facial animations. So your face is now transposed to your character in game. So if you raise your eyebrows, your eyebrows in game raise. Um, <clears throat> this leads to very, very silly times. You, <laughs> as you're walking through the corridors in, in the stations and stuff, your face well, well, for my, for for me, my mustache makes the character's face mm, like very like <laughs> pursed lips. Because of my mustache, it thinks that I'm doing a duck face constantly. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is so funny to me. We spent a good two hours just messing around with facial animations, standing in the middle of a corridor. Like we weren't even playing the game; we were just messing around with the facial animations. <laughs> It is so funny. So as I'm walking through the game, playing it, as you do, my face is like a permanent duck face. <laughs> so I'm just like, hmm. hmm. So <laughs> it's really funny. Star Citizen style facial recognition uh, software, too. Good. Good. Yes. No. I, I, it, it's like the only thing that's ever made me kind of go, hmm. Maybe I should pay for a, a VTuber avatar that's really funny. Like, because if it's this good, you know. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. I see where you're going with that. And that's, mm hmm. I, yeah. That, I don't think there's a, not a single streamer that ha hasn't had that thought of like, should I, should I, should I, I feel like I should do this. I, 
like i don't want to actually be like a primary vtuber but to like swap to a different character oh. and like have conversations or something with them or like yes. just yep. the ability to yep. to have a silly face like it's not it, it's funny when i make a silly face but it's hilarious when a character <laughs> makes a silly face right, right. exactly right. or doing that for like a for a role play for a specific game oh, that yeah. you're playing on that would be brilliant i wouldn't know what that's like at all no 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 I, I mean i'm not gonna lie like as soon as you mentioned that it's like totally didn't think of gene hart there for a minute no that didn't happen <laughs> at all hang on hang on i want to <laughs> i'm gonna drop it in the discord you guys get to see the cursed images that i have taken <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Hang on. Chat. Okay, this is this is the if one. I, I don't know if you guys this. can actually see this. I don't. I don't know if Michelle can I, show them. But. I don't have a way because what will weirdly happen is like it, they'll get the reveal everything on my Discord and sure, yeah, no, it's okay. Anyway. It's okay. We can we can recreate the faces since it's uh, not like right here. So I mean, I think the closest in real life would probably be like. <laughs> yes. It's about yes. there. The camera's like right in his face too. It's so fantastic. Just like that that massive duck face. It is so it I swear you guys, if you if you have Star Citizen or you get a free flight weekend, please, 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 if you have a camera, do yourself a favor, turn that on and just look at your character and make silly expressions. You will get a good hour of just messing around, making the character do silly faces and stuff. <laughs> Uh, spacemen should not eat lemons is what I, i'm going to call this one that is agreed agreed <laughs> absolutely brilliant mm -hmm. this could actually be a reason to buy the game and now i feel awful. <laughs> maybe maybe wait maybe wait they they still haven't actually done anything right like they still haven't come out with that's not true i went to i went to a planet i, la I landed in just a random place and then I subsequently slipped down a mountain and slid on my face all the way to the bottom, hopped back in my 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 ship, flew to a city, landed, picked up. Uh, I went into a shopping center. There was an adorable little penguin plushie. I bought it, and then I didn't know what to do with it because your character just holds it, and it turns out that you can actually just put it in your ship. But so you had an <laughs> Evangelion moment. Got it. Okay. I mean, do you have the post-it soon? I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just saying. It's it's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's not done at all. But and it, it runs like butt. <laughs> but it's 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 good. I actually really enjoy it. I don't know if I would pay, like, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to them, though. So I hear that, just yeah. Maybe, like, the, the very base, the base model just to get in. But even mm -hmm. then, the, it, yeah, I'm on the fence, right? Because like I don't want to support a company that's like not actually following through, which is why yeah. I kind of have I have an issue with like Seven Days to Die. But yeah, I mean, if I had a lot of fun. If you're enjoying it in the same way that you would enjoy Goat Simulator, it would be fair to put the money here instead of Goat Simulator. Just say, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Goat Simulator has its moments. I'll have you know. So does Star Citizen, apparently. It does. Just saying. 
I mean, it's, it's it, there's nothing like like landing on an alien planet, being like climbing to the very top of a mountain, slipping and sliding all the way down to the very base of the hill that you climbed up on your face. I think the last time I did that was Mario sixty four. I do that on Mount Chiliad all the time. I mean, that's not new to me. I just, I, all you got to do is just hop in GTAO and or a five M server. You do that yeah. all the time. I, I, I it's really funny too because we got we got out of the, the ship. We got Sorry, out of the chat ship nailed it. Chat nailed uh, it. I didn't realize that there were weather effects. So I was mm. actually like standing there, and then a storm kind of blew over. And my my character's suit started like icing up, and I did it real. I was like, "This this looks weird." Because at first it just looks like a a weird texture bug or something. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's happening, and then like it progressively got worse and worse and worse, and then my suit was just completely covered in ice. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh." <laughs> also, I thought I put my helmet on. I did not. I got out of the 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 ship, and I was like. Oh yeah, huh? That must be a weird bug that my helmet isn't on. Just do 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 do, not paying attention. I didn't put my helmet on. I'm very glad that that planet had oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, sorry. I don't mean to derail. Oh so much, gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, those are good. I'm. I'm. It gave me time to think about other stuff I've been playing, and I really can't think of anything else. The only thing else I can think of is the fact that I um. So, I mean, RP and the fact that one of the servers I was on, um, one of my characters had her um, her debut show because we, we treat it as a stage and as a show. And different characters have, like, they're the main character of the show for the night. Uh, my character finally was, uh, for my birthday, the, the cast was like, we're going to have your character star in the show tonight. I'm like, oh, I'm nervous. But it, it went really well. Um, and it... it I, I think that the cast did a fantastic job of, of making it a smooth, enjoyable show for the people that enjoy the content that it, it provides. So, and that's everything I've been, been playing. So, I don't know about you guys, but I think this is a fantastic to take a break before we start diving into some of the headlines. So for if you're watching here live on uh, Twitch, we're going to take a quick break. If you're not a sub, there'll be some ads, but it's just playing over music, so whatever. And when we get back, uh, we're going to cover some gaming news and such. Um, And yeah, if you're listening on Anchor, which means if you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, we'll, we'll be back after just a quick blurb. So see you all after the break. Hi, this is Miss Michelle Jean, and you've been listening to the Noobcast podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please do us a favor and subscribe and leave us a review on what you thought of our show. Let's take you back to the second half of the podcast. We made it back, guys. We made it back. Can you believe oh, that? Hey. Yeah, we, oh, hey. we did it. We did it. Hey, yeah. friends. Uh, we survived another round. We can go to the fall now? That's the next season, the fall, right? Oh, fall. I was like, (sighs) I mean, mean, if if I fall, I'm too old. I'll break a hip. Like, that's where my mind went. (laughs) Fair. That's that's, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm. 
anyways, anyone, uh, everyone, welcome back to the Noobcast podcast. Uh, I had, jumping into some headlines. Um, I think, uh, I think the big news, like it's it's a blurb. It's quick because it's still like it's breaking today. Um, I, I, I'm we still need special effects for that. Like breaking news, dun, 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 dun. right? We'll just put that. Um, so the breaking news today was uh, while we've been waiting for action for t- from Twitch to do something about these Twitch hate raids, uh, they filed suit against two of the perpetrators of a lot of these bot hate raids. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot we can speak on that because it, it, this news broke like two hours, hours ago. Yeah, two hours before the show started. So like we got the blurb and we're able to read on it, but um that's a thing that's probably so i think one of the big things is that uh a lot of streamers were hoping for for some type of comment and <laughs> sorry i just i saw dizza's comment in the chat <laughs> <laughs> well uh cripes um sorry sorry no yeah breaking <laughs> hips apparently breaking guys hips. apparently yeah. hip. uh, that's all um <laughs> it just caught me off guard I think, I think what, um, because a lot of, the, we had a lot of stuff around Twitch not saying anything and a lot of streamers being like, why are you not saying anything? And the fact that they have now filed suit, I, I partially wonder if that's part of the reason that we didn't hear as much as that we would like to have heard, but it also makes sense because when you involve litigation, then there's a lot of things that you can't say publicly because otherwise you kind of screw yourself over. Well, it's it's not even that you screw yourself over. It's that they are legally not allowed to say certain things. Right. Yeah. It can so, it can ruin your argument. It could change your entire lawsuit. And um, yeah. it it's interesting because you, as a a a very large corporation like Twitch is, you don't want to you don't want to like constantly. So they they did like a couple of months or a couple of weeks ago, they did actually respond saying that they're going to do something. Mm-hmm. But that was the, that was like it, right? And they didn't say anything else. And um it's kind of like you don't want to constantly talk about it because it sounds like you're kind of um to the shareholders, it sounds like you're just like, oh, sorry, we're doing bad. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, sorry. You, like, you don't, the shareholders don't want to hear that. And so mm-hmm. they, that's, I think that's the primary reason why they're not saying anything. On top of that, obviously, you have the legal aspect of just not being able to talk about litigation. Uh, and then on top of that, you don't want to tell people what you're doing because you don't want them to, like, know that you're doing something, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think that's pretty much it. Like they just don't want to like they they just they legally can't say stuff. Right. We talked about like this before with um we call it uh the blizzard stuff like last month. Yeah, exactly. Blizzard, like, they literally are not allowed to talk, right? Yep. So Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So that's I mean, like I said, this is this is a brief and uh not surprised that's what it turned out to be so it'd be curious to see how it would how it would work out because it'd be involving european citizens and yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's a developing it's a de- developing situation but um 
<laughs> I mean, as long as they are on it, then could you someone take this quick? Because I am going to die here in a second, please. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so I guess we could transition to the Paradox Interactive CEO stepping down. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. So, yeah. yeah. Which really sucks that, like, all of this stuff has happened. There's there's this this culture that we haven't really known. We kind of knew was there, you know, about like Blizzard and all these other these other corporations that are making video games. It's been kind of like uh, it's been kind of toxic, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. everyone, every every corporation's kind of having like that reckoning of like, well, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I guess the CEO stepped down uh, because a lot of people are not happy with like the DLC that's been coming out for a lot of the games from Paradox and um, like the, the, just this recent uh, DLC that came out for uh, Surviving Mars. It was it was a buggy mess. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Like they just yeah. Uh, I guess a lot of people are not happy with it. The same thing can be said for, um, oh God, not Hearts of Iron, Victoria, I can't remember the name of it. It's the other game, <laughs> one of the other grand strategy games that Paradox has created. Right. And the last, the last three DLCs for, um, for that game have been so bad that people are just like quitting playing. Right. Uh, Victoria 3, sorry. And uh, yeah, I, you, yeah, you covered a lot of the issues with the games. Uh, there's also the the timing of her stepping down is just a quite an interesting coincidence because at the same time as uh, her stepping down, and it, uh, there's claims that it's not related, but it's the timing is really interesting. Is that there was an internal survey of satisfaction, like employee satisfaction, and uh, uh, in like work environment. And there was some there was some reports like what was it, a third of those surveyed uh, talked about uh, harassment and uh, a toxic work environment that they were involved in, and it it was literally the the not to the same degree as what we saw with Activision Blizzard, but just more of the same stuff that we've seen from mm -hmm. them that we saw from Ubisoft that we saw from Riot, and it's just it's a continuous thing that is being exposed. Uh, to the, the world at large instead of just the the untold secret of game development in the gaming industry as a whole um and part of the reason that uh the timing is an interesting coincidence is the report came out a couple days after uh the previous ceo had stepped down however she saw the report prior to her departure mm -hmm. um I think I think it's multi multifaceted though, right? Like I'm sure <clears throat> there was some that like she was already looking. She, there's a chance she could have already been looking because you talked about a lot of the the, the shortcomings that games have had, right? Mm -hmm. I um, mean, there was a uh, Rome Imperator. Rome mm -hmm. was just a complete flop. I've I've yet to really see anything making it better. I know that this had patches, but I I haven't seen them pushing um, that game at all. That mm -hmm. was just it, it literally came out and was dead in the water after like a day or two. Like people did just did not it did not come out to 
what they were expecting which uh, by the way i am talking from uh an ass uh, like a, a, a i'm talking from an ass <laughs> i'm talking from an aspect of like i actually love paradox like i love a lot of their games so this to me is kind of like because mm, you know they 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 made crusader kings 2 which was like one of my more favorite games of um the past few years that i i hopped into they made crusader kings 3 which is fantastic they made surviving mars which i really enjoyed but i also agree that the dlc was kind of uh, i don't A know if it's really that good city skylines city skylines we're talking like staple games for my channel yeah and they just kind of are eh. now like all the dlc is just eh. so so having hearing about this about a company that i i truly care about and really like what they do it kind of sucks like i mean it sucks for all the people involved but it, it also sucks that it's just like we kind of knew like th this person um has been the ceo what's her name um i'd have to look it up again uh, uh Fred frederick wester that's who that's who stepped that's back in yeah okay so it's a uh, eva younger or no no <laughs> i i oh my gosh yeah I'm so bad with last names <laughs> it's just really sad that like we kind of felt from like the company that the the games were not up to par with what we were expecting from paradox and it seems like mismanagement from the very top which we kind of knew about from most game companies like the mismanagement usually happens at the upper levels where the developers are like hey we can't get this whatever out when you mm -hmm. want it you know because yeah it was eba eba loon loon card mm -hmm. loon card um but her her stance was or her claim is that it was differing views on uh her reason for departure but you know what what was the differing views was it the game performances and how she thought they went versus how they came out was it the survey was it i, I personally think it's uh, this is straight up speculation you guys mm. so we we don't have any insider knowledge but mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of it would just be like you know she she had like a vision of how they were going to release dlcs and like launch games and stuff and other people were kind of like well we can't necessarily pull that that timeline off that that just creative uh you know just creative creative licensing in like the 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 corporation itself is just like can't you have to have you have to conform to a timetable is what i'm saying and like that kind of stuff and she probably didn't want to deal with that anymore or something i don't i don't like I, like i said i have no idea straight speculation yeah it it would be it's it's interesting to see this continue like because uh, there's been a what a few different studios now where or uh developers publishers where there's been leadership turnover and there's been some uh interesting coincidence involving some of that and uh i think especially going into q4 seeing how this impacts the games going into Q4 and uh, what we'll continue to see as a result of what happens with Q4, how much more turnover we see. Yeah, yeah well, one I would thing say is for sure oh, please, is, 
I mean, having the prior CEO come in as the CEO again indicates exactly where they want to go, which is, hey, the changes that were trying to be made weren't jiving. So we want to go back to what was happening before. Um, yeah. I don't know if we necessarily live in that same world, which is going to be the challenge going forward, mm -hmm. um, especially given that there are a lot of different elements as we look at developers that really do need to change and we can't go backwards. The question is, what does that look like internally? Which, I mean, I, I have no clue what that view is going to look like, um, but people are going to try to get some of the experience uh, from the past and um, hopefully they'll be able to do that without all of the mess ups that have come along with that too. Right. Right, no, absolutely. So so I agree like with you on like they they kind of just want to go back to what they were doing before the the new CEO, aka now the old CEO, uh took over. But I believe yeah, <laughs> but I believe yeah. that um you know, they've been working on stuff for some time. So we're going to still see at least the next releases for DLC uh, maybe even a new game. I don't know if there's. I don't know if they're coming out with a new IP. But a lot of that stuff was under her leadership, and so when it comes out, even though it's under the old CEO, which is now the new CEO, uh, it's still going to be like her impression on the company, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. Um, I guess only time will tell. Again, this is another story where. Only time will tell what's going on with Paradox. You know, we, like I said, I love Paradox. So I hope that this is the correct step for them because I don't want to see that company go under because they make some of my most favorite games of all time. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, uh, this is the one that we're going to have to stick a pin in and just keep an eye out for. I think um, it's just, I, I think that it probably wouldn't have gathered as much attention if the employee survey didn't ha come out right around the same time. I think that kind of mm -hmm. just elevated the awareness around uh, Ebba's departure from, from Paradox, and mm -hmm. uh, especially especially with what happened with Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard. like It, it just kind of magnified that departure as, oh, this is an interesting little coink-a-dink, and uh, mm -hmm. watching people respond to that. Yeah, so there's that, and then I'm just kind of going through and looking at the headlines that we had posted about, and just uh, so much of it is just smaller stuff. Um, so I I do have a I do have a topic discussion for us too. It's just all the the headlines are smaller, so when we get that far, especially okay. since sim games are things that we're talking about, but we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, kind of. Talking about a lot of the developers and and whatnot, um, it's interesting that one of the developers that I saw that there was some speaking out on was um, the development group behind Among Us talking mm -hmm. recently. Uh, I'm not sure how much you followed up on this, <clears throat> but the developers Among Us spoke out about the imposters mode in ready for it Fortnite 
Oh, this is going to be so much transition. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so... so I, I didn't actually hear anything to do with this, so please, by all means, take the reins. So, yeah, basically, there was a... Fortnite had came out with an imposter mode uh, in, mm -hmm. in the game. It was a short-time event, but it is almost verbatim among us and what made this stick out is not only um not only did it resemble among us the developers kind of at a point just kind of spoke out and they're just like it's uh it's a shame that you know there was no attempt to make it their own you know because mm -hmm. well like the developers be be behind the game completely understand that they don't understand they don't own that um that type of gameplay but when the game like the map and the idea behind the game is almost verbatim it's like that's really yeah they straight up copy the map too pretty darn close like if you overlay the two maps they are <sighs> strikingly similar it, it's that's, that's rough yeah <laughs> the only difference is first person versus the top down that among us provides but beyond that it's almost Almost exactly the same map, the same idea of of um I cannot think of the word that I'm supposed to use for this, but uh um not equal. I'm I'm blanking on the word right now. Anyway, the the imposter versus the regular crew and doing tasks and what tasks you're doing, like it's it's very similar. And the thing of it is that um what made it even more of a kind of a, a sore spot for the Among Us staff is they tried reaching out to to Epic Games about it. Tried to do a partnership. And Epic just never got back to them. Hmm. I so mean... Without the developers? That's really shysty. Uh-huh. Well, we, I mean, we know... <laughs> we know how Epic works with Fortnite. They've copied how many different things now? How many different dances without any any recognition? It really doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That any moment that they can take something for free, they're going to take it. Yeah, I just wish yeah. with this one they weren't so blatant. Like, if, if, what was it? Four years ago, you know, there was uh there was a fight between the the developers of PUBG and Epic about the battle royale type game. The difference with that though is Epic made it different, right? With the whole building building aspect in the battle royale, no one else was doing that. They made it their own. Whereas this mm -hmm. this particular copy, they didn't do a damn thing. They just kept the same gameplay and just <laughs> went, "Oh, it's first person. Enjoy this imposter mode where you have to." Yeah, it. How do how is this dodging a lawsuit? I mean, it's. It's really hard to legally just show, like, prove that they have copied directly. Even though, like, we all know, like, the, the law isn't the it, law isn't what common sense is to like most people, right? Like, it's obviously blatantly copying, but even so, legally, can you prove it? That's all that matters, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah and all they can say 
like the biggest thing is that they like the devs could show that they did sh had emails with epic where they tried reaching out to do a partnership and then shortly after that there was um there there was this release of very similar looking gameplay and maps but the other thing that epic would have going for them is they're a pretty big company and the among us staff is not yeah they wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to like actually bring a lawyer down on them because no. Epic has so much money versus like a little indie dev yeah so just the idea of of trying to go after epic like that like epic could just wring them out dry of of any money that they have because of of legal costs it wouldn't it wouldn't behoove them to do that at all they just kind of go well if you're a fan of among us just be aware this is what epic games did um so this is going to go a little bit into tinfoil hat territory. Let's go. I'm game. But I Hold have on, this... Let me post the Illuminati in chat. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> so is Epic just trying to see legally how far they can go with absolutely everything possible? Didn't like... they just win? Hold on. I, I, I just saw an article just before we started the podcast where... They actually won some kind of ground against Apple. Yes, they did. Yeah, um, they they didn't get a lot of stuff with that epic um, lawsuit against Apple. And for for those who aren't familiar with the scenario with Fortnite and Apple, <clears throat> so um, Apple likes charging their uh, their costs for anybody who gets an app in the App Store, um, and it's a pretty hefty percentage. Um, there's some question as to whether or not that's monopolistic and um epic says well i'm not going to deal with this everybody can go and get um your v bucks um somewhere else and that's not a problem we'll advertise we'll we'll give you links directly into our game to do it yep. um and apple says absolutely not we want our share yep. so that's created the uh the current dilemma that has reached the courts and the court decision ended up being that um apple doesn't have a monopoly when it comes down to apps however um epic does have the right to um let people purchase their currency um separately from the app store and they can advertise about it in their app uh, which is actually a really good win for them legally yeah yeah, because and you can see this even with like the Twitch mobile app, right? Like if you go do a sub, you notice that subs cost more on mobile. It's because Apple's taking their cut or Google's taking their cut. And Epic, what they were trying to do is they're trying to cut out that middleman and just go, well, just buy it from us. And uh, mm -hmm. Apple, as a result, is like, no, that's against the terms of service. And they removed Fortnite from the, from the app store. And Epic sued. And yeah, it, it, this this is the other breaking news today, right? Is that uh, it was in federal court in Northern California that Apple does not have a monopoly. However, they cannot bind someone to just their financial platform, which allowed Epic to go, you can come to our site. And, and, and it's not limited to just Epic. This is any developer. I, I, so, okay. I know that Epic seems to be the bad guy here, and they kind of are, but them pushing so hard against every single person in court is setting precedence 
for the rest of the industry. Yep. And this is actually super important that these things happen. Yep. So while, yes, Epic is kind of douchey, it's important that we have these legal battles to set the precedents for other um, other companies in the industry. Yeah. And, and on, 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 like, on mobile um, stores in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's, it's, this is how you can look at it objectively and just not be a fan, fan like a, what is it, a, a diehard fan, right? You can go and say, yeah, this thing that they did with Among Us, kind of fucking douchey. Some of the stuff they did with, uh, with, with, um, in, in what's it, exclusive deals with their store, kind of douchey at times. This one, base. This one was not one where they were punching. Now, they punched up on this one because, let's face it, Apple's one of the biggest companies in the world. They mm-hmm, punched mm-hmm. up on this one, and they won. This, this, is, this is indeed a win, not just for them, but for developers and consumers, too. And the big reason to understand that and why you have to understand that is because they basically cut Apple out of this situation, and they're taking a 30% cut and saving the consumers of those games and the stuff that you're buying in games money i'm sorry i just i just thought like the developers are so mad that they're taking a 30% cut and yet twitch is taking 50% of content creators subs uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh so we're we're talking like we're talking massive massive court battles right and over 30% and we're still here with 50% cuts. Yep. Ugh. I it's nice that things are being set in stone, but I'm a little worried about how they're being set. And I think it's also really concerning that Apple, well, so I think Epic is being really smart because they have enough money to legally have the battle that they've had with Apple. Like, they they have the lawyers, they have the money, they have the incentive to do so between um, the Epic Store and everything else. The Mm -hmm. people who made Among Us, they don't have that sort of legal team. They don't have that precedent. And here's the worst part about it, is the more that Epic can get away with these little infringements on, is this copyright, is this not, when a company who's blatantly being ripped off um says hey i don't want to risk the legal fees i don't want to risk this challenge that sets a different precedent which means that it is more okay for epic to do these things Mm -hmm. because you'll be able to say at that point well nobody's challenged this i i we took this game we took that game and nobody's been able to to make a statement about it when i completely ripped off this game and yeah like everything except for the nose of this one character is is identical you can't do anything because you didn't do anything to me before and Mm -hmm. that's it's unfair because it assumes that people have money to make those legal arguments when they can't Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's frustrating, but I think that it's 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 good in the long run. I mean, like I said, Epic is kind of coming off as a douche in every scenario. Even though they kind of won this situation, they're still kind of douchey in like every other aspect, you know? Yeah. Like 
one one aspect of what they've done does not uh, absolve them of every other shit thing that they have done because they have done their fair share, and it yeah it it doesn't it doesn't improve that at all. It's just it it's we can objectively look at it and go you did one good thing, thank you for doing the good thing. It doesn't absolve you of everything else. It- it wasn't that they were like trying to do a good thing for the industry. They were trying to do a good thing for themselves. Exactly. It just, mm-hmm. it's the side it effect of like it. Of, it wasn't the, out of the goodness of Epic's heart that they did this, right? Like, <laughs> it's just straight corporate greed is what it is. Um, oh, absolutely was. It just so happened that this time it kind of benefited everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it has that... Um that that wow i'm just not wording right now words are hard it's understandable yeah they are hard uh, look that's why that's why there's an email for that here that precedent setting that precedent is kind of the the big thing and mm-hmm. when it's cons- when the precedent is consumer friendly then at least can acknowledge that it happened you know yeah, I just, I worry a little bit that the little guys that aren't going to make those legal arguments are going to get hurt, and that ultimately is going to stifle creativity in the industry, because nothing is worse than having your concepts taken by somebody else and rebuilt basically block from block. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't even know if we were if we even want to touch on this subject, but there was a a dev who an indie dev who recently quit being a dev, or they said they were going to quit until everything happened. But it was basically a, a horror developer who created uh, games un, under that you could finish in under ninety minutes, and um, which is the Steam uh, return policy if you can finish a game or for any reason you can re you can refund your game for without question and if you haven't played uh more than two hours of it mm-hmm. and my knee-jerk reaction was like well just make your game longer but then i also thought about well this is an indie dev he's probably not just an indie dev he's probably like working a real job and stuff and while he knew what he was getting himself into so what happened was like he was making these games people would buy them beat them and then return them and say so he was making no money mm-hmm. um and so he he tweeted i'm i'm quitting i i can't be a dev anymore people are just being jerks and um like i said my my knee jerk reaction was like oh we'll just make your game longer idiot but that's kind of a douchey thing i think um i think steam here needs to step up and and protect indie developers or any any developers for that matter who want to make like a shorter game Mm -hmm. there there are certain things that they could do right so if you play Mm -hmm. the game and you beat it you probably shouldn't be able to return it right yeah even if it even if you beat it under two hours you you probably shouldn't be able to return it uh that that developer earned the money that you gave them and so i feel like this is an aspect where after thinking about it i completely changed my mind and i'm like completely reversed where this person this is their love this is their passion this is they and they're not they're, ma- they're not making a lot of money here you guys they're, they're, their games are like ten dollars or less like it's not like this person is like 
rich sitting pretty right they're, they're making like at most what like a couple thousand dollars off of a game at most like <laughs> so i think steam needs to go ahead and like you know crack down a little bit or at least make something i i heard a lot of people saying like why don't you just make you beat the game ending uh and you get like um an achievement for that and once you get that achievement you can't um you can't refund it which is like one way to do it i guess i don't know if that's actually true if that is a, a way that steam can do that but it's like such a minimal effort that i think that steam in this case should be doing something i don't i don't think that this is um a dev the developer's fault and mm -hmm. yeah. at least in this aspect anyway the, the the developer sense has had a huge influx of uh purchases and encouragement to continue being a developer and and so apparently this person's games were really well liked as well so i mean it, it is really sad in a perfect world we wouldn't have to worry about this but people yeah. people be douchebags right so it brings about a couple of real challenges first things first what makes a game beaten like what makes a game where where like it's absolutely completed and who gets to decide who that is if, if it's your developer if it's the person who's making the game well guess what i'm going to give you an end of game achievement at minute one the moment you pop it on and whoop, now now you can't refund it so i feel like it's it's a recourse that's going to have challenges either way Absolutely. I almost I almost wonder if it would be best in a spot like that to even revert to the old Steam system of like it's going to have to be a manual review if a developer opts to go into this program where they say if you purchase the game, um, there are no refunds on it except for exceptional situations. Um, yeah. And maybe that's Just even like something beware exactly or um even the developer gets a slightly lower cut on it because hey there are going to be people who have to work for steam who manually go through these circumstances to determine what's uh you know sus and what isn't mm -hmm. i don't know i think it, it's a delicate one right because uh i think that there's a lot of because what if it was you got a $60 game, but you beat it in under two hours. Is it worth the $60? I mean, see, in, in this aspect, I think you kind of knew what you're getting yourself into, hopefully, at least. Um, if you're spending $60 on a game, I hope you know something about that game. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um... But generally speaking, sixty dollars is usually like a, a triple A title. Not necessarily usually. though. I mean yeah, usually, but not necessarily. Right. Exactly. Um, it 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 the the great thing about Steam and Valve is that there's a lot smarter people working there than me. And <laughs> <laughs> I know that they they can do something um that will actually like fix a lot of the problems and a lot of the things that will pop up and sure maybe there'll be other problems that happen along the way but again they're a lot smarter than me 
Yeah, and see, I think uh, and it was said in chat too. Yeah, like if it's a two-hour game, like there, there should be some disclosure into something like that too. If you're gonna, mm -hmm. I, I think. Um, well, and that's that, the the developer actually did say in his descriptions of all those games, saying like you can beat this in under two hours. Like, yeah. So like, if you if that disclosure's there, then I then there's not a lot of recourse for someone to return it because they're like, oh, the game was too short. It's like the developer told you it was gonna be too short. You know? Yeah, no, he, it, even in his Steam description, it did say, hey, this game is like maybe 90 minutes long. Like, you mm -hmm. could probably finish it sooner. So it was there. Like, it's not like he was deceiving people. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get this really cool long game and then I beat it in like an hour. What the heck? It, you knew what you're getting yourself into because there was an actual thing saying, hey, this game, it's very short. So. Mm -hmm. But like I said, since since that happened, um, a bunch of people have gone and bought his games and like said, you know, encouraging words. Some people have said, oh, well, you were just trying to get um, people to get on your side because you're quitting game development or whatever. And that doesn't really make sense. But look, just okay. because <laughs> just because you're willing to be manipulative doesn't mean that everyone is trying to be manipulative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah no, how, long to beat, how long to beat.com is a I use it all the time for games if I'm like interested in playing and I'm like hmm that's how I knew that uh I love you Colonel Sanders uh finger licking good dating sim was supposed to be about two and a half three hours mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I played it and it was two and a half hours and I was like I wish this game was only an hour <laughs> then you could return it it was free it's free <laughs> yeah but you should still be able to return it <laughs> I want this out of my library right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, what other headlines did we have? I think we just kind of covered a lot of the the headlines that I had put there, uh, and that we had yeah, posted throughout my, the my news. I'm not seeing anything that we yeah really touched on. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess we could do a little bit more of uh, Twitch news if you if you guys are interested. Um, what do you got? Doctor Lupo and Tim the Tatman were bought out and now exclusively stream on YouTube. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, that I I found that the timing was rather interesting. I know it wasn't done that way purposely, but the timing was interesting. It, yeah. it was. It was on the second. Uh, well, well, Doctor Lupo, Doctor Lupo left a couple of days before. I believe, he went. Right? Uh, yeah, right. <clears throat> the big thing that stuck out is uh, he had this huge going live like gif on his Twitter account, and it was on September first, which was the day off Twitch. Um, <clears throat> and a few people I were it was pretty. The second. Was it was the, the first. first. It was the first. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. it was on the first that. He he had that huge gif and and going live and a few people were tweeting back like, really you chose today to to go live and he just kind of winks and go yep, and you go back and look at the URL like why would he say that? oh that's why he would say that he's not on Twitch anymore he's on YouTube. I think that in in my opinion at least um we're we're uh, I'm hoping as a creator on Twitch that. This kind of makes Twitch go, hmm. So Mixer is no longer an actual threat, right? Mixer is gone. The only real threats are now <laughs> Facebook gaming and YouTube. YouTube. 
and YouTube is probably in a bit better position. Um, I think YouTube and Twitch are like they're definitely rivals, and I think that you know they're they're sniping the bigger streamers. So I think this is an interesting concept because the reason why Mixer didn't really work when it, they bought um, Ninja and Shroud and stuff is because they they didn't bring their their viewership over right they didn't bring the community over so much and i think that most people have a youtube account yeah. right mixer mm. you, you had to like sign up and stuff and you didn't already have an account made so yeah. i think that barrier to entry number one gone mm -hmm. now going to find where live <laughs> live streams are on youtube is a nightmare luck. yeah you have, you have to, like, scroll down in the sidebar and it's mm -hmm. it's not it at all you have to find the game that you want to watch first and uh, then you can pick between who's streaming so what you can do is if you're in the recommended for you um or like in your subscriptions you show up at the top now if you're streaming live and that is the best that they've mm -hmm. got but still it's still on like it's on the left side in a scroll bar with a little red dot next to it it's not a separate now live which would be huge Mm -hmm. Yep. Huge. If if they would have that, and uh, I don't know what just happened with my screens there, but oh uh, <laughs> uh, that would be such a big thing if they just had that. Like now live, like their streamers mm -hmm. would hugely benefit from that. Yep. Um, I think the um, other thing that there was some talk about is the fact that you can't gift their equivalent to Twitch subs there yet. Mm -hmm. You can only do yeah, it for yeah. yourself. You can't. Mm -hmm. that's just a matter of time though yeah that really is it really is a, just a matter of time before it happens so i and it, it it is in my hopes that twitch sees what's happening that their their star their like their number one boys are getting sniped off you know and they're like oh no we should probably do something you see you say no you keep saying no but at some point <laughs> They're gonna have to do something. Uh it doesn't help that uh their C level employees at one time have flat out said other people just fill the fill the gap. There, sure, there's definitely other people to fill the gap, but again, <laughs> I, I I'm like there's nothing wrong with being thing. hopeful about it, right? There is absolutely it's nothing wrong being hopeful about it. I uh, heck the day the day of uh, day of Twitch, I said the exact same thing when talking about Tim the Tatman and Doctor Lupo, going, right? And going, God, I really hope that Twitch would pay attention to this. And then the quotes were pointing out to me, I'm like, Sure, well, sure. Uh, so right now, that's how they feel. Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting how they how Twitch dealt with Ninja leaving versus Tim the Tatman, where Ninja they acted like a a broken up significant other freaking out and like just being so rude and yep. and and conniving but then you have the way they were like handling it with at least pr wise saying oh we hope that you have a good career over there and stuff like that which was very interesting to see i don't know it was a, I, it was advantageous for them to do that after what happened with ninja because a lot of people are like Look, we might not like Ninja, but that was a kind of a shitty thing you kind of just did there. It was yeah. not professional mm -hmm. at all. So by doing what they did with the PR with with Tim the Tatman, like it was it was just good PR. Yeah, 
yeah it, it's it's interesting so while c-level employees have said that they're not going to do anything at some point it's going to affect their bottom line at some point. Um, and while, yes, there are a sea of people that they could raise up, which they definitely do, they promote other people's channels on our channels, which is garbage. So not okay, but, yeah. um, you know, they, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what's going on. And I think that we are living in a very tumultuous landscape on Twitch. Things are going to be changing, and it's only bad PR for Twitch right now. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help because, like, one of the things that you mentioned is you're talking about, like, the, the cut, right? Like, it's interesting because I was uh, part of a conversation with uh, a couple other creators uh, who have their own podcast. Um, and we do Sunday morning PUBG, but we usually have coffee before we get started with it. And we were talking about that percentage of what they get and taking revenues and going, hey, if you want to support us, we have paypal links and we have patreon or whatever and talking about ways to support us like you can still get some of the support and take do it other places because twitch takes such a large cut um and then they have it's creators so important it's so important i i love saying this it's so important to diversify your portfolio <laughs> it's true though it's absolutely mm -hmm. tr that is so that is beyond true though you're right because they do take such a large cut of it it's it it hurts you know um one of the content creators i'm i'm friends with rob who has been in the the content creation sphere for 15 years talks about it all the time because one of his big arguments is he goes i stream once a week and i get a 70 percent cut you have these other streamers on the platform that are five six seven nights a week and they're taking 50 percent of their cut that's mm -hmm. kind of messed up yep and rob is right well, he is absolutely right about that and i wonder how many of these people who are our top people with twitch have you know an individualized agreement with them where they are getting more of a cut and twitch wouldn't have a big reason to be persuaded because if they can rise other people to it that are willing to take the 50 percent cut then they're really not losing revenue the question I think that there, like, there isn't a big incentive if I'm that C level executive to think, oh, I'm actually going to lose money at this point. Sure. When... Yeah. So, so these bigger streamers, right? These bigger streamers, Doctor Lupo, Tim the Tatman, they they're all premium partners. If you don't yep. know what pre mm -hmm. premium partner is, this is something that Twitch wants to keep hush hush. Um, there are different levels of partners. Mm -hmm. There are normal partners that get they still have the 50 percent cut and then there are premium partners that get like a, a negotiated cut yep and it just it really depends on like they give you this arbitrary goal of you have to have these numbers for this amount of time and if you fall below it by one point it doesn't matter you don't get premium partner yep. and sometimes sometimes people will get that and they still say no yep. um for, and like I said, it's completely arbitrary and... It's the worst kept secret uh, is for content creators that pay attention to how their structure works, though. It is the worst kept secret because how many... I mean, without even saying names, I can think of four or five people... I, I mean, I named one, clearly, but I know uh, four or five people that are in that sphere, right? And they have that negotiated cut. Uh it's it's i i don't i don't the getting partner getting partner at this point 
you have to wonder you have to weigh the benefits of it especially since the cut isn't any better right like you're getting a check mark mm -hmm. which is great for external opportunities when you're trying to try to work with other entities right when you're like hey i can debut your game here because i'm a i'm a partner i got this check mark yada yada <clears throat> but internally like you've also signed yourself to exclusively be on twitch like, right well that's that's what i was i was actually thinking about is that if you're an affiliate you can stream anywhere you want yep. you can't you can't stream the same content like you can't dual stream uh, because twitch has an exclusivity of 24, 24 hours. hours yep but you can stream on youtube you yep. can stream on facebook yep. you can stream on tiktok you can do any of that if you're a partner on twitch you're not allowed in your contract you are not allowed to stream anywhere but twitch. yep yeah so like one of the things we could do is we could start taking the podcast which goes to youtube eventually right like it ends up there a few days after the show i could just stream it straight to youtube keep it there the yeah. video editor there is a hell of a lot better than it is on twitch yeah i mean we could we could be live on on youtube as well i mean yeah we could we could have two <laughs> two different podcasts going at the not at the same time but we could have two different podcasts but yeah um it's a very interesting thing, and I, I, I hope that Twitch kind of... I, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, you guys. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think a lot of the people at Twitch are good people. They have, well, good intentions, and they do want to, like, make the platform thrive, but they're not the ones making the decisions. Correct. I would completely agree with that statement. Like, I, I mean, I have a friend that works at Twitch, and I know that he has nothing but good intentions, but mm -hmm. he's also not making decisions that impact so many creators i so well he's got good intentions he can only do so much you gotta have good intentions and you also need to make money i get that and, yeah. and right now it's it's kind of like um when we saw the wars for um the uh game purchase platforms like if we have more competition out there in the field, it will tend to advantage the people who are in that smaller boat that can make choices, that can make decisions individually. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, you're right. And it, it makes a reset. And what would have to happen is you'd have to have some of the other larger ones that, that are around, like, let's say, like Pokimane or uh, QXC or, you know, Hassan or any of those other big names and if they start going elsewhere too that's when twitch because when you start losing a lot more of the big names then can you be hopeful and hope for change yeah and then the what you're t talking about Dizza, with in, in regards to having that competition it becomes real competition then because then you'll have more people that'll make those snap decisions going well i'm gonna go too i'm gonna go get only 30 percent of my cuts taken over on youtube or facebook and I mean, there's 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 platforms where you can still stream on Twitch just as much as you want it, but you just say, hey, I, I have a fan house, like come mm -hmm. come sub to my fan house, and it's like five dollars, and but you get like most of that five dollars versus like fifty percent or fifty, so we get like four dollars, uh, two dollars and forty nine cents a sub, but if you if you have like a fan house, you're getting like four dollars let's just say four dollars and fifty cents right like that is so much more money <laughs> you're able to like survive versus barely able to like pay your bills you know 
Right. Um, there's that. Uh, uh, Streamlabs. Streamlabs has a reoccurring donation that you can do. You can set up reoccurring tips to be, uh, just go off. And it's a minimum of 250 which, hey, guess what? That's how much we get from it. So it's literally the same thing and half the cost to you. Unfortunately, I think at two fifty, you you don't you don't get subs, <laughs> you, you you don't get like the the emotes and stuff. I guess there, there are certain people that out is, there who are like that's what it is, though, right? The the point is is like you do the two fifty uh, recurring donation on Streamlabs, right? That's mm-hmm. that's how much we get from the Twitch cut, right? Yeah, you don't get the emotes, <laughs> but it's also costing you half the money that it would as as a as a subscriber it's only costing you half of what it would otherwise cost so if you wanted to support more people you could do it not have it impact you the same way sure yeah, yeah. or go the other way around right like okay you you have your subs so that you have your emotes but you instead of doing like a tier uh two or tier three you're like i'm just going to give the rest out directly to that person one of my <laughs> moderators does that there. it's just inconvenient and um twitch knows that they can take advantage of that for sure Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right and you know what one of my mods does that he after having that discussion with uh with um the other the other two i was talking about that is music chicken uh boondabaz are the names of the streamers after having a conversation with them that one of my mods is like you know what that's not a bad idea and switched it to tier one and then did the the difference on Streamlabs, and i see the whole thing then Mm-hmm. So no, that's that's a great one. That's a great thing. I I I really <laughs> I want to set up like a thing to pay my mods where it's like, yeah. but at, <laughs> at this point I'm not quite there yet. But at some point I would like to to make like a little tipping fund specifically to to dole out some some cash to them for spending their time in my channel and protecting our community and just genuinely mm-hmm. being like awesome dependable people. You know, absolutely. I I think the same thing about because I'm just. Like, if, if I look over this way, I just look at, like, what my mods have done tonight, for instance. It'd be nice to be able to recognize that a bit. Because mm-hmm. they've been busy tonight. Uh, they have definitely been busy tonight. And it's it's noticeable and it's appreciated, get, uh, guys, gals, and other pals. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, their ideas, right? There's Coffee House you mentioned. Uh, fan, or even just having a d- different uh, platforms, like even a Patreon, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean... Patreon takes a cut, it, it, but you know. Yeah, it, they also. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna go on like a crusade, but yes. Uh, it, it just it, there's other platforms out there to to diversify diversify your portfolio. So <laughs> seriously, like it's important that we do that as a content creator, and I think um I think that this like just bringing it all all the way back around. I think that Tim the Tatman and Doctor Lupo getting bought out by YouTube, while may not do much to twitch it it does get their attention right like twitch is aware that this is now happening mm-hmm. that their their people are being poached and do they want to stop it probably i'm my guess is yeah they don't want to watch their bigger creators get poached who are making the money right mm-hmm. so while yes they can bring up people from the bottom or like the mid tier or whatever, they can totally do that. Why do that when you can just stop that from happening? You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
and and maybe make make incentives so that people don't want the, unfortunately the problem with this being is that they're twitch partners and they're not just twitch partners they're like number one to, like we're talking like point i don't know zero one percent of twitch right we're talking like that's the kind of that's the level at which they are so what happens with them may not actually do anything for us affiliates or even just normal partners like you know what i mean like maybe that'll they'll only do stuff with like bigger partners and and that's that's fine i guess but it's it's a thing it, it, it's a good thing in my opinion that's all i'm saying I, i'm trying to be optimistic here i think that it, twitch sees uh, so what's happening you trying to be optimistic that is so oh <laughs> that's adorable <laughs> I, I think Twitch is definitely going to have to do something at some point if this continues to happen. Yes. That's all I'm saying. No, you're ab yeah, if it keeps going that way cuz yeah. Um there's other things regarding that too and like who they promote and whatnot. Um I it, I'm not going to go into it, but if you go into a thing that Felicia Day recently posted about um that's kind of mm -hmm. insightful and interesting too. And also it's Felicia Day, so I mean <laughs> constant drooling uh, fair fair she's an incredible person she's an incredible human being she is i completely agree with that i don't i don't disagree with you on that at all in fact yeah <clears throat> um yeah that's that's that do we have anything else that we want to touch base on this particular topic or I think we've I think we've destroyed this topic. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really see us being able to like really add more to these thoughts. I don't know. Maybe you guys so, feel differently. The pinata has been dropped down into the ground, and we are continuing to hit it with bats and <laughs> dead horse. Are you saying that we are beating, beating a, dead a dead horse? horse? Yeah. <laughs> a pinata is not a horse. A pinata is merely a recreation of a horse. But it's could delicious a horse candy. Pinata. What? I'm just, you know, could a, could a horse be a pinata? I'm asking a question. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, can a horse have candy inside it? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Oh, then yes. <laughs> well then. Uh, speak. It's interesting. What about a tauntaun? Could a tauntaun be? Oh. <laughs> Is a tauntaun a pinata? Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> Arguably, yes. A tauntaun is indeed a pinata. <laughs> Speaking of Tauntauns, did you guys hear about the KOTOR remake announced? I did not. Yes. Oh, wait, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yes. I, I'm lukewarming up to the concept. There is a teaser trailer that was recently released that uh, you you can see a figure standing in um, a shadowy light and is talking about... I, I had to play it back again. But you see the red lightsaber uh, light up and it's Darth Riven, and yeah, remake of Kotor. Thoughts? I'm down. Yes, please. Yes, please. I played Kotor way back in the. Oh my god! I just googled what a Hans is. <laughs> H H O N S E. It's H O N S E. Just just Google it. Images will pop up. It is. <laughs> Oh, what a cursed image that is. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I'm... Mm. Anyway. 
thank you, Pims, for bringing that to <laughs> That is, unfortunately, that is something right up my alley, and I hate it. So, yeah, uh, quick things of it is that there is a Knights of the Old Republic that remake that was announced. There is a limited time exclusive for it on PS5, but there will be additional releases that follow. Um, I, I'm trying to find it, but I know that Bioware is not behind this one. It's another so, EA studio. So how difficult is it still to get a PS5? Can we, can we get a check on that? Sure. Let's see. How difficult... Oh, thank you, Google. I forgot letting me Google that for you.com was a thing that I should go to sometimes. <laughs> uh, according to June, uh, in June 24th, it was, a, it was still impossible to get it, but I don't know. Let me go to Amazon really quick. Are they selling it on average for the actual cost or is it higher? <laughs> Uh, it's one thousand ninety-seven dollars. Woo! Cool. You can get one for one thousand two hundred and forty-nine dollars, or nine hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Yeah, everything is nice. Thousand dollars, pretty much. Oh, you can you can buy one that's renewed for eight hundred and seventy-four dollars. Right there. You go. Why is uh, this? Why is this all on Amazon? Aren't don't they have a laws against scalping? I don't no. know. I mean, really I think not. the answer is no. Why? That's that's straight <laughs> up capitalism. Not. Why would they do that? <laughs> no. Uh. So. Yeah. The the developer behind the new remake is Asper. It is not Bioware. Uh. But there you go. It's PS5 exclusive for a limited time. Then it's going to be a, a released on Xbox as well. <laughs> um. So EA published, Asper developed, and a, a lot of people are pretty excited about it because hey, Kotor. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to play it. I I, mm-hmm. I loved the first one that I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, part of it also might be with some of the news. Like we talked about it before, but Bioware is kind of busy with their other big project right now. Um, which I I posted about it. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see, read up, and see about it, but um, <clears throat> the newest Mass Effect. Game. Oh yeah, the the frostbite engine. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for those that do not know, uh, the new Mass Effect game is will not be on frostbite after what happened with uh with Andromeda and some other of their games. Uh, Bioware is taking this new Mass Effect and putting it on the Unreal Engine. I think it'll be a lot more stable. It'll be a heck of a lot more stable on on Unreal. It, yeah, it's not. I mean, gonna... if you guys, do you guys remember the the bugs that happened? And I just mean like the facial bugs. I've and seen them. Animations and like <sighs> people missing eyes and only having eyes. Oh, well, God. It, <laughs> well, and you know the the. So this is referencing the video from Young Ye, right? So he talked about yeah. it a bit, and he he brought up some good points, right? Why they're trying to have it on Frostbite? Because if it's on Frostbite, that means that the you don't have to pay licensing fees for the engine. The engine's in house, and you can use that. But that is not what Frostbite was developed for. Frostbite was developed for Battlefield, not these mm-hmm. intricate, incredibly detailed RPG games that Bioware does. 
so bioware going look the the games that we make do not work on your engine uh it, it there's it's, so it's not fully confirmed the reason is a ton of speculation and it's pretty safe to assume is that in the job listings on bioware site they are looking for lead developers that will be in charge of Ma the new mass effect franchise game using unreal the unreal engine unreal 4 plus that it gets, would be kind of that gets pretty specific yeah i i would love to be you know in in the hiring room there so i know we asked you to know how to program with unreal but do you know frostbite because we're really using that instead what i think there's, there would have been something cool about using unreal 5 but it's not out yet so but uh, regardless the fact that it's gonna be on on unreal 4 um it it should do well especially since unreal is kind of a a jack of all trades type of engine it, it should hold well there and i think i think it should do well there it might more resemble the original trilogy which people loved so reasons to be optimistic there so that's uh that was the only other headline i saw yeah i mean i know that there's definitely more um but i <laughs> i i seem to have misplaced them I do have like a, a folder for podcast material, but apparently, yeah. Yeah, I got to go back and reveal that too, because I have a whole like RSS feeds of all the different, yeah, whatever. Let me, let me just throw out the question I came up with from earlier in the show. And we'll, uh, we'll have this one round out for the, for the back end of the show here. <clears throat> we are talking a lot about simulation games, and there were a lot of simulation games that we were talking about. If you could have any simulation game, what would it be? Hmm. That hasn't already been made yet? Ooh. Right. I talked about this before. Uh, so we were watching uh, the, the other host I was talking about, the other podcast I was talking about. I was talking to them, and <clears throat> it came up that what I would love is a, kind of a sim management game, like what City Skylines is and whatnot. But instead of making a city... Make a golf course. Make and design a golf course based on the popularity of the golf course that generates the management side of it, and you have to do that. Hmm. I've only you ever know? played golf games. Never like <clears throat> thought about managing a golf course. Because mm -hmm. you had to. If it was mini golf, I'd totally be in. Well, that could be one of the that could be one of the features too, right? Like you can have regular golf, you can have mini golf, but the idea of of designing these different courses. And see how popular they are because of the challenges, how hard they are, how easy it is, etc. Like, um, and then just some of the other management involved in it, like proper proper care of the course, because if you have crappy grass, that's going to impact the ability for people to play on your course, etc. But it's cheaper. You yeah. can skim. Yeah. <laughs> you can just make a slumlord golf course. <laughs> <laughs> you could. But I, I thought that was an interesting concept. Like, that would be kind of cool. I don't know how, like, I don't think that would work in Unity. But um, it would be interesting, I think. Maybe community <laughs> pool? Community uh, pool? Sim what? I, I'm, just, I, I'm just trying to, like, 
I love Pim's figure answer. out how this would <laughs> dog walking simulator. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of like how a pool simulator would work. Like, well, you know what I, I, you know what I haven't actually seen in in simulation games and management games is um, <clears throat> managing a trade ship um, empire. Ooh, okay, that could be interesting. Like, like you could you could go through um what what was the canal the Suez Canal that got like the, the, the <laughs> yes. boat got stuck and be like do you want to risk going through without paying for the bribes or do you do you want to pay the bribes and get through? <laughs> yeah, ooh, that's a good that's a good idea too. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about Pool Simulator, I think the only thing that would happen is I'd actually just be playing The Sims and take off all the letters. So <laughs> I was I was thinking that you'd have to like you'd have to quarantine the pool because some kid pooped in it, and now you have to drain the pool, <laughs> clean the pool. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, this is sounding more legitimate now. Yeah, it actually, kind of is, isn't it? I could go uh. through that. Why is there a brown streak on the slide? Oh no, oh, Timmy, no! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh goodness! Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the golf course sim was the big one that popped in my mind. Is that would be the the really interesting one? Uh, I, part of the reason how, this is the weird part about it. So the the idea, the reason that that idea stuck with me is that I think it was. 10th grade geometry and trigonometry we for our final project and that class we had to design a golf course mm. and uh the idea was always an interesting concept like because of of like grass type slopes etc etc water hazards whatever and that's where that idea comes from um Ooh. international how about simulator. travel agent simulator hmm how to screw over every customer you can. <laughs> yeah, there's a really nice resort where you're going. They show up and it's literally a shack with like a rock for a pillow and some grass. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is where Fire Festival came from. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, there you go. It'll just be fire festival, fire festival simulation. You know what? I, I hate that. I'm sure that that's a thing. Uh, I'm sure somewhere <laughs> it has it has to be that has to be a thing somewhere. ISP simulator, screw your customers over with monopolies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh wait, that's just monopoly. Mm. What, when that's so many games that are simulator, like... I mean. <laughs> there's so many games that are adjacent though like i was like you know maybe you run a burger stand but that's overcooked yeah but overcooked is not so much um a simulation managed i guess it is it's more of a chaotic clusterfuck of <laughs> yes is that I'm, I'm not losing friends is what it is. It's, it, 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 you yeah. lose friends. It's losing friends simulator. It's it's worse. <laughs> it's worse than Monopoly and Risk combined. It's worse than Uno. I would say that Overcooked is the best way to lose friends if you play with your friends. So there you go, friends. Don't play with your friends, friends. Play with strangers. <laughs> yes. Only only queue up with strangers. I don't know if you can even do that, but. <laughs> but you should. 
Mm-hmm. Like literally just invite people from across the street. Like, hey, I got this local game I've been asked. About. Yeah. <laughs> You know, given some of the other simulators that we've seen as far as like the Unity type ones, uh, snow plowing simulator. Yeah, you know, Bus Simulator 2021 came out to oh, yep. very meh interest, <laughs> um, which surprises no one except for myself, who I thought that like at least a bunch of Germans would be down because they freaking love simulation bus games. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the Germans love simulation games, and it, it's it shows in like all the YouTube videos and stuff that if you just search for simulation games, it's like all German content creators. <laughs> um, I there's, mean, there's there's the bus that's coming out or came out I think today actually where they're making Berlin like a full scale one to one um Berlin, and you drive really cool buses and stuff. It's it's actually like really pretty, but it. Hmm. It's just an early access, so it, okay. it's definitely not optimized. But yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones that would be. And I, I asked the question going into it, knowing that I had my answer. Thinking about it now, going, God, what else would there be that would be <clears throat> somewhat interesting? And it's hard to hard to say for sure. Um. Border Guard Simulator, aka Papers, Please. I was gonna say that's yep, Papers, Please. Yep. See, I like I like Basil's suggestion of Ryan Air Simulator. I think you just do donuts in the <laughs> field outside of the airport and uh, just do completely unsafe maneuvers constantly. You you fly the plane like a fighter pilot and not a commercial airliner. <laughs> I could be. You always land in the uh, in the fields right outside <laughs> of the the runway. <laughs> solid it's Gosh. cheap though you might you, you'll probably get to where you're going alive probably <laughs> you, may, oh. you may have some cracked ribs or something when you land but yeah <laughs> mm. but you know what that couple of cracked trips worth it for the discount if you say so oh absolutely what if we had another paper boy as a, as a full-on simulator game like a like a first person paperboy simulator yeah I'd, I'd be down for that i would actually do that you have to like wake up in the morning and you have to guzzle an entire pot of coffee because you're getting up at like four in the morning and you were partying before so it's like you're passing out at like one in the morning i hope you're drunk you still wake up drunk <laughs> i hope that thing was ever created that there would be an fov site to go along with it because otherwise bleh, is kind of what I think would go along with. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, for sure. I, that's just that's just part of the game. The it's a low FOV, so it makes you feel like you're also hungover. Oh God, when you play it. no, no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and you could have different layers and levels of it, right? Like you start off as a paper boy, and then you are becoming a mail carrier, and then you handle packages. I don't know. Like I think you've got options. And then you join the mafia because you know you join them because that makes you can perfect. see you see things that happen when people aren't paying attention because you're just a paper boy and no one cares. Exactly. Hippo mm-hmm. gets it. Mm-hmm. I'm. Just, let's make this game, you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm working on. Had a code. I guess <laughs> I'm working on more C C sharp on my on my spare time. Got it. Okay. Well. <laughs> Might as well guzzle that. 
Um, I think. Yeah. Unless do you guys have any other ideas on? The only thing I want to do is become a mail carrier now. Like that's that's <laughs> it. Like that's my my incentive and ambition in life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know what? It's solid. That is solid. <clears throat> uh, I think this is maybe where we wrap it up for the night, then. I think so too. I, I mean, I, I I can't really think of anything else, any other stuff to talk about, really. Yeah. I'm sure there's stuff that we're. Oh, I guess there's a No Man's Sky update. It's really good. You guys go check it out if you have No Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky is updated, uh, and for the first time ever, their reviews on Steam is mostly positive now. So, they they did it. They really did it. They actually hit a game where they're they're liked now. So there's that. Um, before we go, we're gonna do a quick round robin of where you can find us and where we got uh, what we got coming up on the channel. Also, just a quick thing to put out there, too, in case you guys didn't hear, is before the podcast was only available on SoundCloud and uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, um, we've recently changed our distributor. So we are now currently available on YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much whatever your favorite podcast is, Spotify. We're, we're on all major platforms now, and they usually follow a few days after the live show here on Twitch. That said, yes, RSS feed is available for Basil. Thank you for asking that since I was in chat. <clears throat> so that said, going around the room, uh, let's start with you, Dizzo. Where can we find you? What do you got coming up on your channel? Um, I am on twitch.tv slash G. I'm G pretty much everywhere on the internet because nobody else would be crazy enough to have that name. <laughs> I will apparently be romancing the colonel uh, per request in chat, but besides that, um, <laughs> I play a bunch of roguelike games, I play a bunch of card games, um, basically whatever is strategic and fun and interesting, and this week I am going to have some extra time on my hands, which means a lot more streaming. Um, get ready for more storybook brawl. Um, maybe I'll play some of that atomic crops. I've been enjoying that mostly offline. We'll see what happens though. Okay. Cool. Uh Hippo. Hi, me, Hippo. Um, you can find me on Hip Anonymous on pretty much everything. Everything is Hip Anonymous. Um just make sure to go follow on TikTok, you guys. Like that TikTok stuff really helps out. Uh, as we said before, we're diversifying our portfolio, so please make sure to go do that. You can find all the links on my Twitch channel or Twitter, again, Hip Anonymous, or if you don't know how to spell Hip Anonymous, you can go to onlycankles.com, uh, spelled C-A-N-K-L-E-S, uh, onlycankles.com. It'll re <laughs> redirect you to my, my Twitch channel. You can find all the links there. Uh, and for we can thank excessively salty for buying that domain. Uh, there's worse domains, but we don't talk about that. Um, <clears throat> the The upcoming content for this week is Project Zomboid, as well as um, there's so many games coming out this week. Uh, Fire Command, probably if I can get my hands on it. Timberborn, Eastward Game Deck, Valheim comes out with a new huge update. Nino Kuni. So we'll we'll see if we play any of those or what we touch on, but that is what you should expect for this week on my channel. Cool. <clears throat> and, How about you, Michelle? 
and for those that are listening and you're not here live, uh, my name is Michelle Dean. Uh, it's M I C H E L E one L Michelle. Uh, you can find uh, find my main channel MichelleDean.tv. It's a little bit easy to find. Uh, on my channel, we got coming up uh, tomorrow. We got uh, Coke and Skeddies, <clears throat> which that'll be a thing. I'm sorry. What is a what? Is, what is Coke and Skeddies? This is something that came from RP. So I'm I'm working. <laughs> I'm getting together with Team RP. Um, for those that follow the RP, you know exactly what Coke and Skeddies is. But uh, basically, the challenge was is we had to take SpaghettiOs. We got to take Coca-Cola, pour the Coca-Cola into the SpaghettiOs, and eat up. That was what a St. Jude oh challenge. Oh my god, it's so fizzy. <laughs> that's the point. Uh, so fizzy, come on. Uh-huh, that's the point. We're there. You got the entire team RP. That's uh, Boondabah, Music Chick, Dreeb RP, uh, Didact Gaming, myself. And then we have Shadow, who's one of my mods, and a couple other folks that are joining in on that. There's gonna be eight yeah, of us. It's like heartburn simulator, like <laughs> how to get heartburn and that's how to rot your teeth at the same time. So we, that's that's uh, that's tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm not sure which channel I'm streaming that on yet because there's some other stuff coming up. Um, there'll probably be some RP on the RP channel. On the main channel, we'll have more simulation games, and I'm going to be working on getting some photos. Uh, together for a photo editing stream because you guys have flat out told me that you really enjoy the photo editing streams so i want to give you a reason to come back and watch those as well uh and uh yeah so it's miss michelle jean on all the on uh, on all the socials uh and michellejean.tv to find the main twitch channel that being said for dizzy and hippodonymous my name is miss michelle jean this has been the newcast podcast thank you so very much for watching and have yourself a wonderful night. Bye. Later. Thanks for hanging with us. <laughs>